This program contains adult content. What is Eric God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. Yay, this is episode 164. That's a lot. Man, you came in hot, dude. <laughs> I did? Really? No, not like microphone hot, just like really excited for this oh, episode. Yeah. Well, we've been sitting down here chatting for a little bit. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Ryan. Oh, I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's in studio with us, and we're- Thanks very, for having me, you guys. We're very, <laughs> we're very happy to have with us in studio the, the wonderful Ms. Megan Kennedy. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys? Doing very well. Thank you for asking. I know already because you've been talking, but <laughs> yeah. they don't know. Yeah, yeah they have just, no idea. Fucking dummies. Shoot- <laughs> <laughs> we've just been shooting the shit for a little while, listening to- What was the name of that band? Merging Moon. Oh, man, that was great. Merging Moon. I've never heard of them Merging before. Merging Moon. I- That's how they pronounce it, too. Merging Moon. <laughs> it's the accent. <laughs> they were fun. They're, but- they're not Swedish. They're Japanese. Yeah. We've been talking about zombie apocalypse and- a little bit about guns, because I, w- I watched an episode of Fear the Walking Dead last night and was disappointed that after somebody shot someone with a revolver, you could hear the the casing from from the round hit the ground, and I had to pause the show and rant for a little while, and then explain <laughs> to Tracy why that sound should have never been in there, and it upsets me because like this is a big budget Hollywood television show. It's not like made in someone's basement. No, I mean. It's not, it's not four people sitting around a plastic table. <laughs> Kirkman gets a lot gets, in a gets basement paid studio. Well. <laughs> yeah, who, who the fuck are those foley artists? <laughs> Fire all those foley people. I was very disappointed though, and then explained to everybody sitting here around the table that Tracy would never survive the zombie apocalypse, and she said that that would be fine. She didn't figure she would anyway and wouldn't want to. She would just need a gun with two bullets, one for her and one for our tiny dog Sophie. <laughs> because she knows neither one of them would survive the apocalypse, and so you might as well get it over with as soon as possible. But on that note, it was it was an interesting conversation. It's a lot to say for knowing your your strengths and weaknesses, really. <laughs> oh yeah, she's just like it's fuck fair, it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not. I don't, who wants to live through I'm, that shit? I'm fucked anyways. It's a fair complaint. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm playing Mad Max right now on PS4, and it would be kind of fun. Yeah, if you were Mad Max. Yeah, that's if you were true. Sophie, I would just be Mad Matt. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Which is not quite as cool. <laughs> well, a lot of fun. If I tip over one of my tees, could work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you guys do over the weekend? Uh, I worked and I filmed a fitness video on Sunday. Well, for a gym. Oh yeah, my buddy's wife's personal fitness trainer. Thing. You, you made a film for your buddy's wife's personal fitness trainer. Yeah. Well, she's a personal fitness trainer, uh-huh. and it's a guy who's worked with his wife that does the personal fitness stuff. Yeah, now I'm now I'm really lost. You're supposed to be. <laughs> so you did a personal training video, kind of. Yeah, thing. well, just or for a, their business, for their business to advertise and say hey, this is what we do. Yeah, for your buddy so. Jim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got it. Uh, uh, I couldn't think of a, a funny name for his wife, so 
Never mind. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Matt last week. Oh, fucking cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot all about that. Uh, what did you do over the weekend, Megan? I finally finished my stupid office at home, which I've been delaying on because I was tired. I'm just a tired person. <laughs> um, got that done. Played a lot of Assassin's Creed. Nice. Uh, fuck. Oh, Which one is, is the new one? I, out yet? No, um, uh, no, I'm there. I'm behind on them, but I'm okay. replaying the Ezio storyline, so I'm on mm. uh, Revelations okay. right now. So, just zoning out, being in Italy and Istanbul, and not the fuck here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Tell you that>. <laughs> <laughs> and you, sir? Uh, a lot of bullshit R and D stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you Did you take the boat out this weekend? S- no. Uh, Saturday. No. Yeah. Saturday night, it went out for like an hour or two. Yeah. But. That sounds fun. I I think the only thing I did was did yard work. Oh, we did, we had the Atheist of Utah adopt a highway cleanup on No, no, keep talking about the yard work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over the weekend and then I came home and did yard work and it was fucking hot. It was as hot. Hell, yeah, man. Uh I took a picture of my of the temperature reading on my car. It said it was 108 when I went to go yeah. get gas. And I've always thought that cars maybe read stuff a little bit high, but you know, and that's when you first get in it after it's been sitting in yeah. the sun and it would cool down. But this was going from my garage where it was already cool <laughs> and then going down the road and it just kept going up and up and <laughs> yeah. up. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's hot enough where they're told us to take it easy at work. Yeah. Well, and I, I came in the house after we did the, we did the cleanup and then we went to, uh, Piper down and had some some delicious libations and food uh, afterward to try to cool off a little bit. And then I came home and did the yard. And after doing the yard, I came in and like had this apron of sweat around <laughs> me here. Like like my beard perfectly framed it or it yeah. framed my beard. And I was like, maybe the beard makes me more hot when I'm outside. It just, I think it, just it does. Takes, it definitely does. It takes all the face <laughs> sweat way more hot with deposited that. on the shirt. <laughs> It's like it's like a red hair blanket that just lays right here on my chest and makes everything a lot more hot. It's made of fire. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I did. Oh no, we went and saw the new Spider Man. How's that? I'm sure Matt will be really interested yeah. to hear all about it. Yeah, please. Did they do. kill Uncle Ben again? <laughs> again? <laughs> I got it. Wait, they probably do have to kill Uncle Ben do they, again. They start like because Uncle, Uncle Ben, ben died yeah, when he yeah. was in school. He's not even is... in it. Oh, good. Oh, in this good. one, Marissa Tomei plays Aunt May. Nice. What? Wow. Yeah. Well, she's in Civil War, is that? Yeah. We we knew that. How old is she? Mm. She's not very old, right? She's got to be in her 50s. They definitely the age of Ben yeah. and May. She's yeah. got to be sure. she's got to be late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. At least. That's yeah. not how I picture You you picture like my cousin Vinny. <laughs> no, like, I mean like the char- no, the aunt for, character for, oh, yeah. or yeah. Spider-Man. I, yeah. yeah, I imagine like 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you they you picture like her. a gray-haired old lady with wearing an apron and making cookies and stuff. Yeah. And she's definitely not that. I, yeah. It was it was fun. It was, it was I liked it a lot. Hmm. But I'm sure Matt doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Megan may not know. Matt does not like superhero movies. Oh, he thinks. I mean, I'm over Spider Man in particular. I don't give a fuck oh, about for this sure one. But, yeah, that, like yeah. you do not get to reboot this as many times and have me here. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you may. You're lucky. You got me to fucking watch Doctor Strange. I'm not gonna watch another Spider. <laughs> yep. No. What is this? The third reboot in within the last decade or so? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, McGuire and then yep. 
the other guy middle did... guy and then Rihanna lip sync dance guy. This new one. <laughs> and that's how I know him. Rihanna uh, lip sync. Have you dance not seen guy? that video no. of him? Oh my fucking god. Of him like lip syncing is some NBC show where they do a lip sync challenge and oh, he does the Rihanna the umbrella dance battle. and he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. That's the only I don't know his name. I have not seen that. This is Lucian Greaves with the Satanic Temple, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Okay, so we've got you in studio with us, Megan, because... You are totally cool. Yay! And so I first met you when you did a presentation for the Satanic Temple Mm -hmm. here in Utah. Correct. In Salt Lake City for the wonderful Shalise Blythe. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Yeah, very cool. I'm sad that the chapter is no Mm -hmm. more here locally, but she's she's off doing wonderful things for National anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But the you had given a talk on... The Mountain Meadows Massacre. Mm -hmm. And we actually played that as an episode for our show because what? Because why? Uh, We thought it would be a good idea and you were going to California and we're going to have a big break there. So I said, let's fill the break with something. Right. Okay, this is the perfect idea to do. I'm going to be recording it anyway. And this is an awesome thing to put out. So, Yeah. 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 And then when we, so Tracy and I went to California and drove past Mountain Meadows. Nice. The, the area, and I put, took a bunch of pictures. I'll have to show them to you or yeah. send them over to you. Um, but anyway, that, that was just how I met you, but I want to know more about you. Okay. So give us a little bit of history. Have, have you just tell, give us an introduction <sighs> to okay. Megan Kennedy. <laughs> all right. Well, I have lived in Salt Lake all my life. Um, I spent five years at Slug doing uh, metal. I do, still do band photography and stuff. I have my own little. Um, side business of doing event photography and also digital art and um, kind of fine art photography, albeit festivals like urban arts and things like that. And so for those outside of Utah, what is Slug? Slug Magazine is the oldest independent magazine in the nation, actually, as far as I oh, know. Wow. Still. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they cover pop culture, uh, underground stuff. I was going to say uh, Salt Lake Underground, right? Is yeah. the Slug. Exactly. Okay. So um, I was covering the world of heavy metal, a lot of local bands. Um Going to festivals, shooting stuff, interviews. Um, I expanded out a lot, though. I was really lucky. I got to do like tattoo culture, um, interview writers and and authors and um, all sorts of people. Really, really awesome experience. Um, I got my degrees. I just graduated from the U in 2015, and I got degrees in history and religious studies, uh, minor in anthropology, focus on archaeology. So I'm like an ancient world person. That's what I like. Romans. I'm an ancient world person. Yes, that's what I am. I am from the ancient times. I'm very old. I feel very old. That's true. That's fair. Um, yeah, so my interests lie academically. So you're looking at uh, Roman Empire era, but religion wise, I've been a re- into religion as a subject longer than I've been into history as a subject, I would say. Um, but I'm very interested in pagan traditions. I'm very interested in um, transitionary periods. Like, why did we develop monotheism? Why did it catch on when it did? Um, what were the social conditions? What were the environmental conditions? So those kinds of questions about history that we um, can see the changes, but we don't fully understand how they happened, those kinds of things. Well, I, those are questions that I hadn't even really thought about. Like, why? Yeah. Why did it become monotheism yeah. versus it's pantheism? Not, there's or, a, yeah. there's a, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate idea that, that persists in the atheist community too, mm-hmm. uh, that there is this natural progression of human thought or human, especially interaction with religion and myth that we're, 
um, moving along a linear line that we're going to move from like that polytheism was a primitive place to start and that we're slowly moving into monotheism and that's a natural progression. Eventually, we will not need religion. Like we're slowly mm. getting rid of gods. Right. Um, but religious people do the same thing, that monotheism is the natural progression of religion. Um, there's That's not how evolution works. Um, there's no there's no reason that like social evolution is going to work the same as biological evolution. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so well, and there's no end game. Right. There's really. no there's, what's the end no game of this? Yeah. There's here, no right? yeah. there's no linear progression to religion. Right. So um, those are my questions because there's um, historically there's some attempts at monotheism um, in Egypt in ancient Egypt there was a, a pharaoh that tried to attempt kind of blocking out all the other gods except Ra. And as soon as he died, everybody just gave up on it and went back to mono- or their polytheism, to their <laughs> system of multiple gods. So why didn't it catch on then? Oh. What was it about Christianity that made it catch on, you know? Was uh, Imenhotep, is that who that was? I'm not sure it was Imenhotep. Uh, I think that it was a it was a pharaoh, and I'm not sure Imenhotep was ever a pharaoh. Oh, um, I, I can, Egypt's I can, not my specialty. I can see the guys, because I, I got into Egypt stuff for a while there. I can I can see the image of the guys, you know statues but i can't think of the guy's fucking he's got like the long face yeah the really long face he was the long not the elongated head but he always had like a long yeah headpiece on and he yeah he had the longer face i can't someone's yelling at their earbuds right now i know (laughs) and then they'll yell at us on akhenaten (laughs) akhenaten right it might have been, yeah. It was Akhenaten. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember seeing okay, that where, never mind. where he Ryan went. just totally ignored all three <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah. I'm what? just going to be like, yeah. I, 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 sure. I fucking That's don't remember. That's I don't fucking remember. Right. So I'm like, just going to agree I've with that one. I've never heard of Akhenaten, so I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm like, I fucking, I'm not going to say anything because okay. I'll get corrected. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was a bad uh, That was a bad tangent. So <laughs> go ahead. No, I was yeah. saying, I, I remember reading that though too, where he did. He went to just solely the god Iran and got rid of all the other gods and we're only going to believe in one. Yeah. And then after he didn't. Didn't dig into it. It just uh, didn't said, take. So fuck that. I want my I want my sky god. I want my land god. I want <laughs> well, was Ra god. just not as comprehensive? I don't know. I don't know what ancient what ancient Egyptians were pissed about with it. Honestly, and and here's this is one of my pet theories. I don't really think there's a monotheism. If you look at the way, especially like Catholicism set up, tell me that all of the angels and saints and all the stuff don't fill the roles of minor oh, god. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and there, I mean, that's adopted from a, yeah. the patron saint system is adopted from an ancient Roman pagan mm-hmm. tradition of these family houses and stuff. So it's just like we adopt like Christmas and Easter as pagan holidays and, and transform them. There's a ton of stuff, especially in Catholicism, that are that's left over that isn't really monotheism. Oh, yeah, um, they've got a patron saint of everything. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard at some point Jesus was the sixth most prayed to in that religion. Uh, you're right. Because oh, you've got yeah. all sorts you of know, intercessors. Yeah. yeah. And anyone who wants to learn more about this, YouTube Zeitgeist. Yeah, oh, docu- no. <laughs> the fabulous documentary. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's those are the questions I have, stuff like that. I love pagan religions. Um, I think they're really underrepresented. I think in ac- even in academia, they're disrespected. I don't like the way that pagan and indigenous traditions are treated like they're not religions. Um, I hate that they're called mythology. And because um, religion's a term of of it's a it's a it's a demotion or a, a term of power, and so when you refuse to give something the term religion, what you're saying is it's not powerful or mm-hmm. it doesn't get political power. It doesn't it's get lesser than right. yeah. you're trying to wipe it out. Yeah. That's interesting. So your objection is that because there's an imbalance of power mm-hmm. there, right? Because I would say that Adam and Eve is Christianity's creation myth. Yeah, it is, and yeah. I'm and I'm fine calling like I'm. I'm fine calling stuff myths too. I'm just saying, just democratize it. Either everything's a myth and everything's mythology or everything's religion. Mm. But religion as it's, as we use it is absolutely a power designator. It's right, right, right. who gets to be called a cult, who gets to be called a religion. Um, one of the talks I'll get to eventually, I, I almost want to do it this year, 
Um, <laughs> but it's it's my baby. It's my baby theory. And it was one of my favorite papers I wrote. And it won awards and it got a lot of pissed off academics, which made me happy. Um, you know, you're doing something when like people can't shut up. Um, but I'll probably wait till next year because I really want to. I'm nervous. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm, I want to do it right. So, yeah. um, but it's. Uh, want to do it justice. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a, it's explores this idea of religion as a power structure um, by exploring heavy metal culture as a religion. And so I make this case of breaking mm. down what religion means in our in, in the way. The, the various ways that religion can express itself and how that can, you can see that in heavy metal culture specifically, so much that it could be designated a religion. And the point I'm trying to make with it is to show that the term religion is the pay attention to where we use it and how we use it and who uses it and who gets that. Um, because that authenticity really matters and it can, it can make or break a tradition where it's not about truth. It's not about, um, even a right to exist is really about who gets who gets power and who gets to tell stories and who doesn't. Mm. So, well, particularly in a world in which we see religion doesn't just have specific rights; it has specific privileges mm-hmm. over over other things. Right? Because once you're a religion, you can do all sorts of stuff politically. Right. Um, even in a quote unquote secular society like here, right? That's why the Satanic Temple is effective. That's why it exists mm-hmm. at all is because they've people have finally recognized that the really the only way that we can kind of push back. Um, harder against um, like creeping theocracy or creeping religious stuff into um, like civic and law areas is to fight it with religion. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some there's I'm not saying that there's no battles that secularism has won against religion. Obviously, we won a ton, but mm. there's still a lot. We haven't won. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, and it, and well, it's yeah, very incremental. Yeah, it's, too. It is. And, it, and we can lose ground. We lose ground all the time. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not like the bulldozer the Christians have fired up. Mm hmm. They have well, way more power. Well, mm. and, it, and it places uh, a secular faith or religion on an equal playing field as all of these other religions mm-hmm. that want to claim that this is their their specific realm and territory only, right? right. They're the only ones that get to play here. Yes. Yep. And, and so I think that's the and, – and I've said it before, but I think that's the perfect niche that the Satanic Temple fills that I think so many atheists and other secularists – just don't see the people mm-hmm. who shit on the satanic temple and say, well, it's a waste of time or, or it's yes. just another religion. I don't want a religion. Yeah. Or, or that it, you know, well, well, yeah, it's an atheist religion, but it's stupid because then it's still a religion right. and it's got all of those trappings and nonsense and bullshit. And it makes, you know, and then it, it gives Christians, uh, all of the talking points that they've always said that atheists are Satanists and atheists mm-hmm. are bad. And, you know, it confirms all of their fears. And I'm like, Fuck their fears. I don't give a fuck what yeah. they think. They're going to think what they think yeah. anyway. Respectability politics does not work. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, that's the same as telling a black person to just obey the cops and they won't get shot. Right. Like they're yeah. that's not going to save. If, if people want to shoot you, if a cop is afraid of you as a black person, they're just going to shoot you. Yeah. yeah. If, if people want to use me as an atheist, like because I'm a, an atheist and then I'm involved with the satanic temple, want to connect that and go, oh, well, I do all this time that you were just a, a Satan worshiper. Like, you were already going to make that case, really. Like, yeah. if you really wanted to talk to me and figure out what I believed and why I'm involved with this, you would, but... Well, and then... <laughs> but it's just something that always has bothered me when I when I see other atheists shitting on the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Because, like you said, they're, they're going to do that whether the Satanic mm-hmm. Temple is around or not. They're going to believe those things. And they don't they don't seem to be able to account for all of the good... That the satanic yeah. temple is doing. Correct. Yeah. Atheists have that problem. Um, it's I it's hard, it's hard being atheist. It's hard to find um it's hard to find a community. I'll be honest with you as an atheist, especially mm-hmm. as an atheist that studies religion. Yeah. <laughs> um 
because they're people a lot of atheists don't get that like don't get why i'm doing that um mm. and that's fair that's a fair i i don't mind answering that question you know um but there's it's kind of a juvenile question though in a sense a little, because yeah. i mean because religion is a, such a massive part of humanity right yeah, that, yeah. well especially if to, you're if you're into archaeology or and like history yeah like, history and stuff right. like yeah. religion plays a huge role in it you yeah. need to you can't ignore it no. right and to try to pretend like they don't get it Seems it's, a little it's weird. It's very disingenuous. Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. And it's it, it's like it's just combative. It's just it's it's purposely misunderstanding so you can lure me into a stupid ass argument. Right. And I'm not here for it. And it's it's the same. Um, that's why I'm not here for the atheist argument or goal of like, well, we we need to just like progress past religion. We need to get past that. Like, what the fuck thinks you think that's a thing that can happen? Yeah. Has and does anybody have any any proof, any data that that's like a a thing? Has any uh, progressed yeah. past religion? Like, we have religion. It's the oldest as shit. As far we back have, as records, we so have on, yeah. art and and even the um, Homo um, Naledi. I think I'm never going to pronounce that name right. I've never heard anybody pronounce it. I've just read it. Um, it's the new species, the new offshoot we have right. of a human ancestor. Right, and they just found within them, the past couple months. Right. Yeah. Um. So South Africa, they found this. These guys were cave interred in a in what seems to be a death cave ritual. Interred. Like they were. They were. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I get it. That's good. <laughs> Didn't catch that. That's good. Um, <laughs> That's a well. I need another beer. Derailed you, I'm, I'm, sorry. Nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> use that derailment task for beer. Uh, okay. Because clearly, much like the Neanderthals, we are a lowbrow group. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're. I I, th- I like to think that we're we're pretty intelligent guys, but we still you got to giggle. No, yeah, you have we, to. I'm gonna have, have a dick toke or two. I'm sure we we have come up. We have the comedic sense <laughs> of twelve year old boys. So it's, that's fair. I can keep up with that. But I, I was going to say, and the thing that I meant to mention earlier was that. When when other atheists and secularists point at the sata- point at the satanic temple and say that it's playing into the Christian narrative and whatever, I, I don't understand how they don't see that they themselves are playing into the Christian narrative and letting the Christians define for everybody yeah. else mm-hmm. what is and what is not a religion yep. and what is and what is not good. And then the atheists come along and go, see, the Christians are saying this, and so we got to pay. No, why the right. fuck do you care what they're saying? You're playing by their rules. You're right. never going to win are. that way. You're, you're enforcing and propping up the bullshit that they believe and are saying about yeah. everybody else, and you're feeding into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. And, and when they get focused on goals like ending religion, that makes it even more frustrating because it's just what are you doing like we could actually we could actually make political change we could mm-hmm. actually put up a barrier between religion and laws yeah if that, we all work together we could do that shit but yeah. you guys are all focused on getting rid of religion we've had atheists since the fucking ancient greeks it's not <laughs> going anywhere there's nothing atheists are saying now that we haven't been saying for thousands right. of years that we are not going to suddenly make humankind not give a shit about myth or mm, religion yeah. it's not going to happen and i don't understand why atheists exist like biologically i don't get why i'm an atheist but I, I can tell you that I tried to find God. I spent my whole my whole youth trying to find God. Mm-hmm. I went to fucking exorcisms trying to find God, and ended up when finally when I let go and was just like, you know what? No, I just don't. I just don't. I'm not yeah. here for this. And everything felt better. And I don't. But some people are the opposite, and some people don't feel better when they don't have a God. And you just gotta fucking accept that yeah. and learn to work with that. I mean, it or is, we're never gonna get anywhere. It is very childish, though, in in some ways that clinging to you know. Uh, we have all these pejoratives and stuff, but you know, Sky Daddy really is accurate. I, mm-hmm. I think that really is it. You know, they they dream about sitting on his lap. Yeah, yeah. that's they, what they want, and it just got daddy issues. To me, it's just it it is remarkably childish. But you know, we are, I think, humans generally. Yeah. 
But at the same time, like you're saying, people want to get rid of religion and make it not a thing anymore. I think there are those people, but I think like us here on the podcast and other people that we, you know, do stuff with, it's not get rid of religion mm-hmm. altogether. It's get rid of religion and politics, get yeah, rid of religion that's, and, that's totally and law. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, that's all you can ask. You can't. And that we can work with that. Yeah, like, it's, that's it's, the thing it's, you can it's work push with. religion back into your churches, mm-hmm. back into people's private homes, and keep it out of everyone else's life. Yeah, and that's that's a. Do we have precedent for request. that? <laughs> Has uh, that ever happened? <laughs> Rome a little. Rome was a little. Was when they conquered new areas. The only reason, well, not the only reason. One of the reasons they were really successful at expansion, where their empires failed, was their ability to. They didn't force. Um, cultures they took over to assimilate mm. they didn't force them into their culture or i mean that's why you had in the jesus story that's why you have the pharisees going to rome to ask permission to do something about jesus he didn't they didn't stop jewish people from practicing their culture or their religion what they required was that anytime you were going to especially execute somebody that you came and asked for permission so they could make sure you weren't executing a roman citizen mm. um but rome would be a, a like a steward of an area but they didn't actually try to convert people to roman religion which was a very like fluid thing anyway they'd mm. import cults all the time just for fun like anything if they thought it would help just them win a war dude fun. they don't give a shit like they're not loyal to the gods romans didn't have an idea of afterlife or of like a moral afterlife especially so they weren't afraid to just bring a new god in to be like if this if this new god will like the magnumator they brought from um i think it was Scythia. um if, if she's gonna help they'll bring her in and mm. start worshiping her for a little the, while. The magna what now? Magnumator, the great mother. She's a like a like a they call her a Phrygian cult. So it's a kind of from Anatolia, like Turkey mm. area. Uh, she's one of my favorites. So she's like the mother of the mountains. She always has like two big lions with her. She's just this beautiful kind of fertility goddess. Early, um, one of the things I'm studying too is this decline of women outside out of religion. Because mm. um, you can see that you can obviously see the decline anybody can see from even just pagan to monotheism. Right. The way that hey, we used to have goddesses and now suddenly we fucking don't. Like mm-hmm. um, Yahweh, who became Jewish God, um, had a had a female consort at some point. We've got her. We've got records of that. We have uh, little uh, figurines that we found in the thousands. So she he used to have a companion goddess with hmm. him, and then eventually just got wiped out and then a Judaism becomes the first kind of monotheistic uh, cult. And then eventually it just moves into Christianity. But so women get wiped out um, of stuff, but she was one of the really, really early um, kind of S Anatolian cults that got brought in by Rome that I just love. I She's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like the mother goddesses. They're pretty cool. <laughs> hey, this is Mark Nebo, the founder of the normalized atheism campaign. And you are listening to the godless revolution. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hi guys, this is Tom, your friendly neighborhood atheist. I want to tell all your listeners about the Gateway to Reason Conference being held in St. Louis, July 28th through the 30th. I also want to introduce them to the 27 scheduled speakers and entertainers, plus some of the people like me and Thomas Westbrook of Holy Kool-Aid, who will be attending. So I'm doing a series of interviews called Getting Ready for Gateway. They can just search YouTube for Getting Ready for Gateway, and I will be posting new interviews every day. The conference is only $50 for this three-day event, and it's going to be a ton of fun hanging out with people like Matt Dillahunty, Aaron Raw, and Seth Andrews, and even David Smalley, if you know about that other podcast. I hope they check them out. They can get the full details on the conference at gatewaytoreason.com. Thanks, and it's Getting Ready for Gateway on YouTube. It's going to be awesome. I wanted to remind everybody that we are having a drawing. Uh, this drawing is for those of you 
awesome listeners who go out to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a five-star review if you feel we are worthy and would like to be entered into a drawing. If you have already given us a five-star review, please go out and screenshot your review and send us an email with that screenshot to godlessrevolution at gmail.com, and we will enter you into a drawing for fabulous prizes. This drawing will run through the end of July. That gives you extra time. Yeah, that's scheduled to be episode 167, so we'll hold the drawing while we are recording that episode, but that gives you plenty of time to go out and submit a five-star review again, only if you feel that we are worthy and would like to be entered into the drawing, then take a screenshot of that, send it into us at thegodlessrevolution at gmail.com, and at the end of the month, we will hold a drawing for a fabulous prize. Yeah. And the reason why you need to email it to us is because we don't know who the hell you are on iTunes with your Right, because names. your screen name or user ID or anything doesn't really tell us much of anything, nor does it give us any contact information yes. for you. And include as the subject line that it is for the prize drawing or review prize drawing. We'll enter all of you then who have done so into a drawing for a fabulous prize. Get on it, people. Get out there. Give us a review, and we'll enter you into the drawing, and one of you will walk away yeah. with something really cool. Well, then last week you said that you'd probably grab a few things and put them together and say, hey, what do you want? So yeah. the person who wins actually gets to choose, hey, I want that cool Star Wars item, or hey, I want that atheist-related item. It'll be a fabulous item that you will get to choose from several different items. Yeah. And maybe we'll just have different drawings going forward for a bunch of stuff, because I'd like to give it away to our listeners, because You're you guys awesome. are awesome. So, please get out there and do that. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. When I had contacted you to have you come on the show, you, you said, well, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the things that we have kind of talked about more recently with, with a few of our other guests is women's role in religion. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned that, you know, we can see that as, re- as religion has progressed, it's removed a lot of women from the religion itself as far as goddesses and mm-hmm. and heavenly mothers and stuff right. like that. Um, wh- why do you think it is that even as that we see even as we see that progression of losing religious women leaders as far as gods and goddesses and things that more women seem to be attracted to a religion or or more hesitant to relieve a or to leave a religion than their male counterparts? Um, okay, well, the the long history of it really has to do with the, the creation of patriarchy. And um, if you read Gerda Lerner's, um, who she's an archaeologist, um, her theories on the creation of patriarchy involve private property. So once we invent this concept of private property, you have to control women because women are the, the bearers of the next generation who are going to inherit your property. Mm. So this begins this kind of downward trend um, that continues through um, like the ancient Middle East and then eventually into the monotheistic world we know of slowly kind of pushing women out of power roles. If you look at like ancient Manoa, they're snake goddesses. We don't know a ton about that culture, but it's very clear that those women had power religiously. Women have always had power religiously. Like they've always found a way to subvert power. No no group has ever like s- accepted sub- submission. They always find ways. That's what witches are, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> is is women who've refused to, to give up their, what they know about healing and what they know about 
spirituality and what they what the the community benefits that they have brought through those traits. Mm-hmm. The church is trying to control them in their time through priests and whatnot, and they just refuse to give up, and so they're witches, right? Um, there used to be oracles. There used to be all sorts of women power roles, and they just slowly just get phased out or taken over by priests. Um, as far as women women leaving the church nowadays or any churches nowadays, I think that probably has a lot to do with social pressures, with um, keeping the family together. Um, men are just a lot afforded a lot more room to have doubt and to um, shake stuff up. Women in in a, especially in a patriarchal society are expected to make up for that. They're they're taught to sacrifice. They're taught to st- stabilize. They're the, they're supposed to be the stability role. They're not allowed to be mm. people. They're they're supposed to be a foundation of a house. Mm. Um, and so I think the pressure for women to remain and to hold the family together um, is greater. I think that I think that because of patriarchy, women are socialized to handle doubt better. I think they're socialized to handle their emotions better. Men don't get that room. Men are taught you get anger and that's it. So Stuff work it, work it out before that, yeah, through that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so a man leaving the church in an angry huff and then deciding later to come back, you know, that probably happens more than a woman. I, don't, I mean, I, I have no statistics on that. That's just a guess. Um, but I think women just have more pressure. Um, a church can often be, especially if you're born into that religion, can be um, a foundational part of your family values and a foundational part of how your family identifies its, its identity within, with each other and with the world. And I think um, just like a woman's got pressure to not leave an abusive husband or not give up on shitty sociopathic kids, um, they're taught that they it's it's their job to maintain whatever family structure has been set up. Um, and aren't all kids a little bit sociopathic? Right? Children are awful. <laughs> they're they're the terrible. worst. Yeah. Like some of them grow out of it, but man, no, they are. Not all of them. They just punch each other. That's terrible. <laughs> So you you said you've lived in Utah all of your life. Mm-hmm. Were you raised in the dominant faith tradition here? I was here? not. Oh, I was lucky. Yeah, I was lucky. My parents, we had very general God talks, just like, the, just this idea of a God. There was well, no, no theology attached. why you're an atheist now. I know, right? <laughs> but, but isn't that the question, right? Like, does mm-hmm. religion belong to culture? Because isn't that funny how, hmm. as soon as you, I, I, that's, that's, religion does belong to culture. That's my, that's my opinion. And, that, and that's why Christianity is so toxic now, because- mm. This isn't shouldn't be here. This Christianity belongs to the ancient Judaic world. <laughs> it doesn't belong here. It got institutionalized and standardized, but it's. I mean, this is why religions immediately split off when they get created. Mm-hmm. There is no. I, I haven't studied a single religious tradition that um, that didn't immediately like have offshoot because, because you can screw you. I don't want to follow that. Right, I want to follow really this. It's really hard to get that many people on that many complex ideas, especially when it has to do with like afterlife and mm. huge, huge value systems and stuff. Or just things um, you're allowed to do while you're still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I like the pagan system because there's gods for everything. There's gods for everyone. <laughs> and if you don't like one, you can go find another one and there'll still be a community for you. Well, you could just be Catholic. You that. Well, you could be Catholic and have all of the patrons. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you got all those guys. Um, but yeah, I didn't grow up... Uh, Mormon, I, I was in the church for a couple of years. My grandma was the only um, active member and she was, there was no pressure. Like, I remember her packing her little temple suitcase and being all like, whoa, where's she going? Like, I didn't get to see in it. She wouldn't talk about where she, you know, like understanding that it wasn't for me. Huh. Um, I went to church for a couple of years. They did not like me um, as a preteen who was just like, okay, I read your book, but I have some questions. And, <laughs> I, and you know, and I'm just coming at it from a kid who's never been to church. I don't understand right. that these questions are really threatening to these people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, Mormons especially hate questions. Yeah, they did not react well. And, and you know, uh, um, God bless them, uh, 
half these people aren't trained. Hey, we don't really have none of that talk on this show. Well, that's the end of the podcast, well, guys. Sorry. I, I, Sorry, I can finish your point. I, I, I can just imagine you showing up there with a book and you open up. I highlighted a few sections I just have questions about. And you open up, it just glows with highlighter. Like, yeah, there's this. First of well, all. Basically everything. So the Garden of Eden's in Missouri? <laughs> Have you been to Missouri? Um, yeah. And these tablets are made of what? what? No. Like, you know how much that metal weighs? So heavy. So heavy. Um, yeah, so they didn't... These, these these guys aren't trained in how to deal with questions. That's one of my big problems with Mormonism as a... Like, you don't train bishops. You don't... There's not much training given to yeah, people. Yeah, they're like, like clergy. You... Yeah. Right. And, I, and there's, there's part of that I like because, of course, having a clergy class historically it's been pretty bad for everybody yeah. um but also Cardinal Pell- <coughs> right <laughs> yeah so um but all but alternatively it's really dangerous when you have people in a position of power like when you have a bishop and preteen girls have to go talk to him about masturbation yeah um yeah, sorry you, you have, and um, he's not trained in anything yeah <coughs> trump, trump right right Trump's <laughs> totally little, unqualified little, people little me, and, take, yeah yeah and then you get the problem of oh only like white dudes basically would be able to be bishops sure, only white yeah. straight cis dudes are the only ones who get to have this power that's really dangerous um so th- of course i come to as like a 12 year old or however old i was come with these questions like they did not they were not cool with it and i and i was <laughs> i didn't have any family pressure so i was just me like well fuck this like and and it didn't help that i had a ward where there were some people who were less than nice and oh, demonstrated yeah. to me my first taste of religious hypocrisy. Mm. Um, I think that's in every LDS ward, really. I, w- I hope not, man. I have yet to I encounter a ward or anybody telling me about a ward where they didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. And that's really heartbreaking as a kid, right? Like, yeah. you got, because even though the God idea never connected with me, I wanted it, I, I tried so hard because there was definitely that pressure of like, I should connect. I'm supposed to believe this. This is what everybody believes. Um, it was really still heartbreaking to watch people who like really did say they devote their lives to it and spent all this time with it. And they were just total shitheads mm. and totally mean to each other. Like there were these girls in one of my Sunday classes that w- were just like outwardly abuse, like verbally abusing the teacher. And I'm just mm. sitting there like, what in the fuck is going on? And of w- course- Was your father the bishop? Yes. He was in the, well, he was in the bishop rank. <laughs> so yes, yes. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, I, as a child, I have no mechanisms for dealing with this. Other than just like, I'm not going to go back there. And since my family's not making me, I never went back. So that's really my only experience with being active in a religion. And that was like two years, maybe, of my life. Um, Everything else has been um, experimenting. I've been to a ton of religious ceremonies, but that's been curious. That's been like trying to find God, trying to like, okay, I'm going to go try this random Christian church. Okay, I'm going to go to Catholic mass. Okay, I'm just going to just going to go wander around and see what I find. Um, So I've been really lucky that I didn't have the pressure I I got was socially outward. I guess I didn't mm. get family pressure to believe in God. So um, my dad was really pissed when I came out as atheist. He was really butthurt about it. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Like well, he, I was going to ask, were you, are your parents religious at all? I mean, my dad you said that they, there was no real pressure or anything. Are they, do they, were they born into any faith tradition? No, I mean, my, I, my, my dad's side was Mormon, but they were like immigrant Mormon. They were, my, my grandpa came straight over from Denmark, married like a farmer's daughter. Um, <laughs> she had like 12 kids. Yes, um, they do. Yeah, right. So, and especially <laughs> the time, like, like yeah. we're talking. My my dad was a baby boomer. They had me late. He was born in like okay. 1945. Like, um, so it was just a different generation. But they an asshole generation. It was an asshole generation. <laughs> yes, yes. So they there's just no pressure of. I don't think they just had the same. I don't think that era of like early 20th century Mormons just operated the same as Mormons do hmm, now. Probably not. So the pressure is different. Um, and he was an alcoholic. So he, my grandpa was. So he clearly. 
drank while he was Mormon because yeah. he got alcoholism. So, um, cause he was a cop. So I think that. Grampy, that's against the word of wisdom. Right. He's just like, well, I have to like p- pick up people's heads off the highway during my job. So I'm going to drink. Um, but yeah, my, my dad like kind of became that like end of life Mormon. Like, uh, which I think was more of a community yeah. thing, probably a little bit fear my thing. Totally get it. My dad is doing the same thing. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to watch, but you know, um, not everybody has the same relationship with death. Like, I get it. I get the if you've if you've gone your whole life trying not to think about it or being like God's going to take care of it. I totally get why at the end you just kind of slide into a community and you want to hang out with people. Like, community is a huge part of religion. The socialization cannot be overstated. It's very helpful to people. It's very keeps people from getting isolated it's great just join a bowling team well and it it bothers me though too right because you you see people like like my dad like i love my dad but he's an asshole he really is yeah you know he he's always been an asshole as far back as i can remember he's been an asshole and up until this last up until the july 4th weekend i thought Okay, well, maybe him finding religion is is of benefit to him because he seems to be right. You know, he seems to be moderately nicer. You know, he seems to be a nicer guy. He seems a little bit more patient. When I call, he's not instantly putting me on guilt trips that I haven't called him every day up until <laughs> right. that point. You know, and you know, and so I'm seeing these little things, these little improvements that I'm like, well, maybe this is working out. You know, like I don't, I don't believe it. And I think it's bullshit. I think he's wasting his time. But if he's getting some benefit out of it, and even more than that, there's some benefit to those people around him, mm-hmm. like me, that he's not being as big an asshole as right. he has been traditionally, that maybe this is of some benefit to him. Yeah. And then my grandmother had her birthday party on so – she her birthday's on the July, on July 4th. Oh, nice. So she's this cute little old lady who – you know, every year on the July 4th, she says, everybody loves me so much they set off fireworks because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, she's adorable. And, and she's very LDS, but she also picks and chooses what she wants to believe. And I've I've said it on the show before that, you know, if, if my grandmother isn't on isn't in church on Sunday, it's because she's in Wendover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but other than that, she's very pious, very LDS. And... So I had thought, well, maybe my dad is getting some benefit out of this and it's helping him and people around him. Then I show up to her birthday party and my grandmother is turning 80 years old. It's her 80th birthday party. Mm -hmm. And so the whole family's gathering. And as they arrive, she's wandering off to say hello to people and she's just having a great time. And my dad is screaming at her, like yelling, yelling at my 80 year old grandmother, (laughs) get back over here. I need to take pictures. I need to do this. I need to get pictures of you over here. And God, I keep telling her that I need to take pictures. And she just wanders off and she's not listening to me. And I'm like, it's her fucking birthday. You know, this is her 80th birthday, right? And you're being a gigantic asshole right now. So it, it was a bunch of that. And then we we have the big family dinner, and it's something that I might I might look into for Atheists of Utah. But the the park that we were at is butts up, and and is may even be it may be church property. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it was a it, w- it was supposed to be at a park. We sure. were all going to have dinner at a park and have you know play horseshoes and whatever at the park as a family, but it was my quote unquote uncle's church. Mm-hmm. I guess he's part of the bishopric at this particular ward. And because it was so hot over the weekend, we decided to eat inside, 
which was interesting because a couple of us had brought dogs and then <laughs> had to take dogs yeah. into the church. Nice. And a bunch of people remarked that, well, this is the first time I've seen dogs in the church before. <laughs> <laughs> but so then we're in the church and my grandmother is opening her gifts and I'm trying to get pictures of her opening the gifts that I had brought for. So I'm standing there, I'm holding my phone, taking pictures. And my dad sidles up to me and gets right next to me. And he's got his camera and he's taking pictures and he just kind of leans over to me and he says, see that kid down there? And I'm like, down where? We're, we're, the, the, it's a Mormon family in an LDS church. It's <laughs> fucking lousy with kids. Who are, who are you talking about? And he's like, oh, the, the kid down there at the end of the table. And I'm like, which table? There's a bunch of tables in here. No, this table right here where grandma's standing. The kid in the gray. And again, I'm like, I'm colorblind, dad. I'm <laughs> telling me that the kid's in a gray shirt doesn't help. It could be green or brown or tan or whatever. I'm like, who are you talking about? No, at the very end of the table on this side. And I'm like, okay, what about him? Well, apparently he has decided that he wants to be a she now. <laughs> and I instantly oh, turned to him and I'm like, don't say shit like that. And grow up. <laughs> and he got this look on his face like, like, I know, right? Like, that's gross. Like, he thought I was agreeing with him. Like, don't say gross shit like right. that. And I'm like, no. Like, I, I instantly caught the look on his face. Like, he thought I was agreeing with him. I'm like, no, no. What you said, don't say ignorant, stupid shit like that around me. And he just kind of huffed and, and walked away. And I was just I was so fucking mad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, clearly your religion isn't helping you be less of a bigot or an asshole. No, they sure sure ain't going to help with trans people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, no. that's for goddamn yeah. sure. No, but they're not going to help with that. It just, it, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, yeah, there, he's really not getting any benefit out of this other than, other than making himself feel like he's better than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. That's all it ever does for anybody. Yeah. That's what it is. Religion is yeah. there so people can feel better about themselves over other people. That's it just, what it's for. It just really bothered me because I, I had held out some hope that maybe there was some redeeming quality to him, you know, going back to the church after being an apostate, whatever, for so many years. I don't and, know, man. I don't like your dad at all. And I've never <laughs> met him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's just an asshole and no religion can Is he a boomer? Yeah. He is, right? He's got to uh, be. He's born in 56. Yeah. Oh. I think technically boomers uh, go to like 62. Yeah, they do. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 40, oh, wow. 46 to 64, I think. Yeah. That's the post-boomer years. Yeah. yeah. He's he's very much in the Democrat Party. I wouldn't say he's, of course, a liberal progressive, but he, I mean, he hates Trump. He thinks That's conservatism hmm. is bullshit, but That's yeah, he has all of these other really bigoted views that. Yeah. I find abhorrent. Yeah, my dad was a huge, I mean, he did not like women. Like, it was, yeah. it was rough growing up with that. Oh, and, it's, yeah. and it's rough to like, you know. Oh, you should look back at the church and like, when they let me have power, I'll come talk to your church. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you're supposed to treat your wives like queens. Like, great. I'll be right there. Hi, this is Michelle Short. And this is Stu DeHaan. And we're the co-chapter heads of the Satanic Temple in Arizona. You're listening to the Godless Revolution. For cool Satan swag, please visit the website shopsatan.com. Religions undermine respect for evidence. Religions harm societies by disfavoring evidence in favor, in favor of faith, preferring mass hysteria, superstition, priestly authority, and the propagation of beliefs by cultural conditioning over controlled, careful, circumspect, public, unbiased inspection.
Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. How have you dealt with that, by the way, that Sucks. that growing up with a sexist father? I know that's uh, pretty common around here. My dad yeah. certainly is uh, anti-woman. That sucks. I mean, I my personality, I think, was pretty set pretty early. I've always been real. I don't get authority. Not I'm not super great at it. I don't like bullies. I um, I'm a troublemaker in the sense that I... I'm not compliant. I'm not going to just put up with your shit. Um, I've gotten that much more like that since I've been older. Um, but it was, I mean, it's rough, right? It's rough to know deep down that somebody doesn't see it as a person. It's rough to not have your worth counted. It's rough to um, not be able to go to one of the f- two people in your life you're always supposed to be able to go to um, with problems because they can't see past the gender stuff. Mm. Um, I was in a bad marriage for a while and it got a little emotionally abusive and my dad's solution was to tell me to be a better wife mm. um right. submit to your husband right yeah uh-huh. um when i went back to college which i i left my that bad marriage to go back to college so i tried because i have ptsd so i had a really i had a really rough growing up childhood actually um and had a sexual assault when i was 16 so i had a very interesting was a great student until that happened and then i had to drop out of high school because it was a it was another student that did it Mm. and um yeah thank you um it's yeah it was it was rough um but i ended up getting my ged even though i was perfectly smart enough to get it but i couldn't go back to school Mm. got my ged tried college for photography which was what i was into um but it didn't i didn't really like it under the college format really Mm. um kind of just wandered around for a while got in a got in a not great marriage um ended up leaving that for for um for college to go back for history and religion when i realized like man what the fuck am i doing this is what i love this is what i love to do why am I here? It was after I got diagnosed because I didn't know what was wrong with me until like 2009 or 2010. And then it was like, oh, that makes sense. Now I know how to treat that. I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Great. And now I can fucking move forward because um, it's crazy when you don't know what's wrong with you and yeah. nobody knows and mm. stuff. So, um, yeah, I really think that the sexism didn't his sexism didn't prepare me for the world I was going into. Um, yeah, it did a lot of damage. It, it's definitely um, it's hard to have a relationship with him. It's I mean, he's he passed last September. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's difficult to, it's difficult to not miss him because honestly, it was just rough to always go over and be, and know what I was in his eyes and know mm-hmm. how I'm talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you can't really, you can't really undo knowing you're not a person to somebody. Sure. And there was nothing I could do. I tried for a long time to like, see if there's something I could do to make him see me as a person. But obviously it's the same thing we were talking about. Like you can't make somebody, you can't make Christians listen to atheists if they don't mm-hmm. want to. You can't mm-hmm. make. The cops be nice to black people if they don't want to. You, you cannot make somebody give a shit about you if they do, if they just don't see you mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Um. 
I think it does a lot of damage. I think it does a lot of damage here. We have like one of the highest rape rates in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, ever like so mm-hmm. so many horror stories. So like that that BYU honor code shit that oh, happened yeah. recently. Like, um, and it's and it's unfortunate that it's that it's so dismissed as 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 a the the, the patriarchal a- aspect to religion is so fucking damaging that you're gonna back up that God feels like this that that I should go through this because God said so. Like, I will punch your God in the face. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, like, but he knows what's best for you, though. Oh, I know what's best for him. A little pat too. on the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows what's best. It's always it's always a woman's fault that she gets raped, mm-hmm. apparently. It is. Definitely, yeah. definitely always our fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's rough. And I feel I, I feel hopeful for the next generation of girls, though. I think things are getting better. Um, we've got a lot of fights to go. And like we've said, you can we can lose ground. But the next, like, the, the generation of, like, 20-year-olds, now they are not like i was when i was 20 and i was a fucking outspoken jerk um like metalhead that wouldn't put up with shit these these girls are putting up with even less shit and i love it <laughs> they are not has, they understand sexism they understand even the little like soft sexism that women that took me forever to notice mm-hmm. right i love it they're and they're and they're looking out for each other and they're calling fuck boys out and they're not putting up with shit and i love it and, <laughs> and i hope it continues um, I, I think that's the power of the internet too which mm-hmm. is why like earlier when matt said well has that ever happened before like with with a society like pushing religion back into the church. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but, I didn't know you were even listening to me at all today. I, I, I have been. <laughs> I always listen to you. Jeez, Matt. <laughs> but there's there's an extra player in the game we have now. No other time in history have people had such easy access mm-hmm. to knowledge and easy access to communicate with each other over. Like a- across the entire world mm-hmm. where you can have different communities talking to each other to know, hey, whoa, this is an issue going on here. This is fucked up. Yeah. And that's a big deal to women who have been so silenced. Like the women's women's space being the domestic space isn't yeah. just to take care of men's lives. It's so they don't talk to each other. And so they don't share stories about like, oh, wait, your husband does this shit, too. Yeah. And this isn't normal. You're going to talk to somebody who's going to be like, hey, why does he do that? That's fucked up. And then all of a sudden they're going to start thinking about, wait, maybe that is fucked up. Mm, and then yeah. all of a sudden snowball. So. It's great. I love that yeah. women are talking to each other about this stuff. Yeah, and that, I mean that gives them more power. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like if if it if it happens to them and they don't seek out a community in real life, mm-hmm. but they seek it out online, they find out, oh, this happens to a lot of people. Yep. We need to speak up. Yeah, like I don't feel as ashamed to talk about it now because I can see so many other people mm-hmm. have had this issue, and I think that goes for like women's issues with LGBTQ issues yep. with religious issues. Totally. So. We're at a time where people have the easier access to realize this isn't my fucking fault. Yeah, it, and it helps so much. I didn't, I didn't realize I was sexually assaulted, literally two years ago. I figured out I had PTSD before I realized I was sexually assaulted because at the time nobody told me I could just get assaulted on a date. Nobody mm. told me that it was going to be some like high school boy that I said yes to go out with. Like, yeah, mm. there was like the the way we frame rape doesn't help. The way we frame it's yeah. like, oh, it's going to be some strange guy from the bushes. Oh, yeah. it's going to be some guy yeah, at a nobody, bar that stalks you home. Like, right, right. Nobody told you that a le- that agreeing to go on a date didn't mean that you also consented to, to right. whatever else he right. wanted to do. Nobody wants to tell you like, oh, yeah. it's the dudes who you like and who are try- who you trust and who you yeah. love. Those yeah. are the guys who are going to hurt you. By yeah. the way, because then all of a sudden you got to look at every dude, like your dad and your brother and mm. all everybody. Like all of a sudden it's everybody. Um, so right. that, that kind of communication could have definitely helped me yeah. for somebody to be like, if I had told, cause I definitely told my girlfriends about what stuff to happen in high school and none of them had any, none of us knew what I had just been through. None of them were like, it's not like any of them were like, oh, you just got assaulted. You should go talk to somebody. It was just like, oh man, that's creepy or whatever. Like you just don't know what to do with it. So well, I'm so glad that women today are sharing this stuff to be like, this isn't, this happens to all of us. It's not this okay. It's yeah. not yeah. okay. And yeah. you're realizing how many of us it happens to and how it's just blink it everywhere and they just count on our silence to just not connect the dot 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. and it's and it's and I hope that starts changing more in Utah because we've got a fucking huge problem. Um, the suicide oh, rate's a yeah. huge problem. The LGBT the, um, LGBTQ community is a huge sufferer of the shit. Yep. Um, and Opioid I'm, addiction. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. It's. For, yeah, for as pious as this state pretends to be, it's got a lot of fucking horrible issues. Yes. Isn't that the really way does. they always go, though? Yeah. Well, they only care about the issues that affect them as as constituents of the church, I guess. Yeah. Um, as long as they got power. As long as they can keep- And money. Yeah. Keep hold and I, on that. And, and not to, to derail this any further than I, I, I derail stuff, but I think everybody in Utah went to uh, Nevada this last week. <laughs> they're out of pot. <laughs> they're, they're they ran out of pot. Out. They declared a state of emergency, dude. They're out of their legal yeah. weed after what? like nine yeah. days. The Nevada mm-hmm. gov- sta- the the governor of Nevada issued a state of emergency because they ran out of weed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. They started. Yeah. They started calling s- all growers. Calling no. all growers. <laughs> they they ran out of weed in fucking ten days. Wow. <laughs> and it's gonna mess with the education budget because they earmarked all this money for the education budget, but they don't have the supply to meet the demand. Apparently, so mm. <laughs> they have. Where to did they? That. Where were they getting their supply? So well, they had some grow houses. They probably didn't. Well, they had some grow houses, enough. and they also said that they were giving licenses to alcohol distributors to be able to transport. Uh, marijuana to the state mm. and around the state and give it to the handout to the distributors since they figured well alcohol distributors already have a you know a market for this and they already right. do this with alcohol mm. let's use them to distribute marijuana around the state as well and they fucking ran out wow Utah's dispensaries so are for dry not doing this. oh yeah Utah is so stupid for not having gambling for not yeah. having I can't believe they can't hook onto for... the weed thing for money I cannot oh, believe yeah. we can't sell them on that they'll, honestly they'll be one of the last ones to go for that I think it breaks yeah. my heart too because there's so many suffering people like, oh yeah and even and I love that the only time they started listening to it Mormon moms coming out and being like oh my kid yeah. with this and, it, and and rightly so like they should be defending their kids but but again notice that like you that the church... women have such a weird relationship in religion you'll listen to them when they're doing their mom job yeah when they're like oh you're being a good mom defending your kid but if i came as a non-mom and non-mormon to be like i have ptsd and really pot helps me a lot can mm. we talk about that can we mm. talk about how much better my life is if i have right. if i can calm my nerves down um and how i don't want to take hard-ass drugs that give yeah. me all these side effects and shit yeah they won't listen to me because i'm a tattooed atheist person with no kids to defend but <laughs> right. if i'm but if but a Mormon mom being like, well, my what somebody know, my child think has of the children? Well, yeah. somebody please <laughs> well, think of the children. I'm, I'm somebody's child. Yeah, I'm sure well, you could borrow a baby or saying because of my PTSD, I, I lose my babies. babies. I lose my babies. They're everywhere, all over the state. <laughs> See and me someone. shaking this kid right here. <laughs> if happening? I were high, I wouldn't be shaking this baby right now. <laughs> what's, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I lost another one. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> no, it's it's strange that they. I well, so we were recently in Las Vegas and. We thought, okay, hey, we're gonna be in, we're gonna be in Vegas. We can hit one of the dispensaries because we know that it's legal yeah. now. But there were no dispensaries around. Like they hadn't, like it was legal, right? You know, you weed was legal in Vegas, but well, it, there it, it wasn't no... until July one when it was officially legal for the dispensaries yeah. to open up. Okay, yeah, I think one's in. I know one's in Mesquite too. I know that that's the uh, closest well, one to use. Well, I was going to say, I wonder if there's going to be one just over the border. Mm-hmm. There is in Wendover as well, because I could smell yeah, the weed yeah. when I was there for the fourth. <sighs> you can yeah. smell the weed there all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you can smell the weed here. Like that, yeah. That's what kills They're me. Like, it's smoking, it's yeah. fucking everywhere anyway. Mm-hmm. Why are we making it this black market thing and hurting people who could benefit from it, making them act like criminals and buy it on the black market or travel out of state and go through all the hassle for that when they could get it here and and have it be safe and legal and available it seems fucking stupid can't yeah. keep your private prison prison system going if you have legal weed though mm-hmm. you can't be arrested black and brown people at 
And the state of Utah is building that new prison. 25 years for, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just seems, it seems dumb to me. And I, and I hear the argument all the time. Well, well, even if we make it, you know, so that we're going to do just the medical part of it, we'll, we'll allow, you know, medical cannabis for, for medical reasons. Well, Mm -hmm. that's just a gateway into getting it being used recreationally. Right. Well, a, so fucking what? They have a big yeah. problem with the smoking part too, which is adorable to me. Where they're like, you can do edibles, but you can't smoke. Like, <laughs> okay, that's definitely got to protect a lot of people. I'm Thank sure you. it's because they're so concerned about the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Utah is concerned about. Yes, yes. Well, I, I think from people I know, uh, the trend is a lot of them stop smoking. They're like, hey, there's these oils and this stuff and this stuff, and this is awesome because it's just so much it easier. Better. Yeah. Well, and, and you have a controlled dose then, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not, a big deal. You're not worried about, mm-hmm. you know, what is the THC content of what I'm smoking and how much am I going to absorb by holding it in mm-hmm. my lungs for how yeah. long? You know, there's all of those different variables where if it's an edible, it's like, oh, yep. 10 there's, grams of THC right yeah. now. And there's Done. such great tasting ones. We went to Steamboat like yeah. a couple of weeks ago and they have these like coffee. It's like a chocolate bar that's like a coffee donut mm. and it's like sugar and cinnamon in it. It's the most amazing chocolate bar I've ever oh. fucking had. It's amazing. And that it gets you stoned as shit. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so good job, Colorado. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Do you have any other siblings? I have a little brother. Yeah. Yeah. He is, God, he's like two years older or younger than me. So he'll be. Yeah. That'd be weird if your little year. brother was two years older. <laughs> that'd be weird. Yeah. But you'd be perfectly at home here in Utah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. He's, he's about 30. He'll be, tur- I think he'll turn 30 this September. 31, maybe. Yeah. It's just and- the one. And is he an atheist as well? You know, I don't know what he believes with God, with God stuff, honestly. Um, like, because of the way we grew up and, and we had such a rough childhood, I actually don't talk to my mom. Uh, my dad just passed. And my brother and I don't talk a ton. Mm. Uh, and when we do talk, I guess it wouldn't be about God stuff because yeah. we're just not like that. But I don't know what he believes anymore. I don't, he doesn't go to church. I know that. Mm. Um, so we've, again, we're just not a really super religious family. So I don't know what his things anymore. Hmm. And you said that you, when you did come out as an atheist, your dad had a hard time with that. Yeah, I think it's it worries people. It's and it, and I like and it's again that like bless your heart thing. Mm. Um, I I guess especially older generation, like they find out and they're just like we're so worried about your soul and what's gonna happen. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't need to be worried about shit. You're fine. Like if you believe in God and you're doing your thing, like don't worry about me, man. I, I appreciate it. But I got to take my own risks. If you re- like, which is a risk to you. This is what it is to you, right? You think I'm t- I'm taking a risk. That, that, but here, here's how I look at it. Like one, he's not there, so it's fine. But two, um, I'm going to go ahead and count on this mercy forgiveness stuff you guys keep talking about yeah. and assume that he knows what I'm thinking and he's going to be like, oh yeah, I, I, based on your chemistry and your life experience, I totally get why you didn't think I was exist. It's cool. Come on in. Like, here's a beer. So it'll, and if it doesn't, then I'm bros, I'm cool with Satan too. Like he's got some stuff <laughs> to say, um, you know, or maybe it'll just be. Like reincarnation, that'll piss me off the most. If it's reincarnation, I'm so done with this. I don't want to live again. This is no. Well, and if it's reincarnation, I'll be madder about reincarnation. I think than heaven. If yes. it's, it's oh like an God. old video game counter. So oh pissed. man, now I understand wasps. There are a bunch of yous that come back all pissed off and then like, just be this. just be assholes all the time. You guys are well, dicks. It's, or like Canadian like, geese. I feel like oh, are reincarnated yeah, people that are really mad about they're it. They're definitely grumpy. Yeah, Re- reincarnation is just that shitty video game where you're not allowed to save it, and when you turn it mm-hmm. off, you got to start back over from the very God fucking beginning. Damn it, man. All the ones that I grew up with. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've always thought that, the, you know, you said that they're so concerned and worried about your eternal soul mm. and whatever. I mean, that kind of exposes that they think their God may be a moral monster, right? Kind of. 
Like unless unless they <laughs> I think, think he's real that, unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, unless they think you personally are a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Like if they think you're a decent person, right? But then simultaneously believe that their all loving God would condemn you to a life or to an eternity of torture mm-hmm. for the simple non belief in that entity mm-hmm. or the doubt in that entity. Then that exposes that they think their God may be a moral monster or that you're a shitty person. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's for them to lose sleep over, I guess. <laughs> Figure that, that out. Like you have fun with that hoop, man. Cause yeah. I'm, I am good over here. It I'm also, great. <laughs> it also demonstrates that they haven't put much thought into their heaven either because no. mm-hmm. the thing is, in order for it to be heaven, they're going to not ever know you existed mm-hmm. because if they're going to be able to think about yeah. you while they're, they're there, sad, right? then that's, then that's miserable. And so, you know, if, if they they're care. good people anyway. Right. Well, but if I mean, they they're expressing concern right. at this mm-hmm. point. We just assume that carries on. Mm-hmm. Then then that won't be heaven at all. So they're oh. going to forget about you totally. Yeah. Or it won't be heaven. So with, be with, heaven. with the way they always act, there's probably a reality TV show in heaven where you get to push a button to decide what happens to people in hell. Brutal. Ooh, put the foot poker up his ass. Ouch. Yeah, some some people <laughs> do. No, think they decide that would what, what ha- the torture you get in heaven. Uh, I thought you said foot poker. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say hot poker. <laughs> I, I, I I fucked up my wording on it. and I just went with it. <laughs> I feel like that about the. I feel like the atheist version of heaven is like, oh, can you imagine what's gonna be great when there's no religion? Like same thing. Tell me what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Can anybody explain to me what the world's gonna look like or operate on without religion? All Flying wait. cars. I will fucking wait. We will have the tube technology. Now why? No, no, but nobody, you can't, you can't pull a religion away from culture. And so nobody can explain to me how this is going to look. And it's like, yeah, guys, see, it's just, it's just a fun thought, right? Oh, wouldn't it be nice if there were no religion? Okay. All right. Let's have some fun with that. But then let's get back to work and go to the political spheres and actually get some (laughs) shit done. Stop daydreaming a little. Do Hmm. some real stuff. Because there's, there's real separations we can make. That ain't one of them. That's not a goal to chase. (laughs) Stupid. Sad as it is. Mm Mm-hmm. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. What does Christianity say? Ah, those laws can be suspended and in your favor, too if you make the right prayers and propitiations and sacrifices. There can be a virgin can conceive, a dead body can walk again, your leprosy can be cured, the blind can see. Nonsense. It's not moral to lie to children. It's not moral to lie to ignorant, uneducated people and to tell them that if they will only believe nonsense, they can be saved. It's immoral. The next rant will start right after this. Hey everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist, with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. So, 
so I picked up on one of the things you mentioned earlier, and and you just you said it so like blasé and, and glossed over, and I thought I'm gonna have to come back to that. And it was that you said you went to exorcisms. Oh, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I did. They call them deliverances now. Um, and it wasn't like a Catholic exorcism. It was a like a Christian offshoot. Um, so when I was trying, still in my like, what am I believing? Trying to find stuff, right? And I'm I'm really I'm reading a lot. I'm doing a lot of religious reading. I'm doing a lot of. I'm very interested in possession as like a phenomenon. So when um, so when was this for frame preteen, of reference? Teenager. Time? So yeah. I was I was probably. I mean, I started this stuff early, like preteen. At this stage, the exorcism stage would have been. Oh, probably like late early twenties by the time I found this. Um, but I remember um finding there was an article in the Tribune in the it was like is in the Saturday edition that does the religion news. Um, but they had this kind of profile of this church out in Sandy that was still doing they actually had like a four week class that you could learn to go be an exorcist. Oh, and I was like, I'm fucking like there, dude. Let's like do that's this. That's all it takes. Like it's continuing Apparently. education. Right. Course. Yeah. You just oh. show up. The- right. Just come be an exorcist. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be awesome. So I went to the class and then at the end of it, they were, they, so uh, what, they like delivered people. And what, gr- what group is this? Oh, that's an, from- I, I wish I could remember the name of the church. It's out in Sandy. Um, it's, it's just like, it's one of those, um, kind of modern Christian offshoots. that has like a rock band. You can come up in oh, jeans, yeah. Rock right? and roll church. Yeah. But they rock still hate gays. Jesus. So it's not real rock and roll. You know? yeah. Um, it's, so that was my big, like they were cool up until I was, they started talking about gay people and I was like, okay, all right. Well, I guess bye. <laughs> like, bye, I guess. You guys, you guys suck. are lame. Um, they, they had a real interesting fascination, um, as a lot of Christian offshoots do with Mormons and them being a cult and them being evil. Um, they hated the Masons, like part of the religion or part, excuse me, part of the deliverance classes, um, were learning how to recognize like Masonic symbols and how to like, look up what Run from not... all the Mormons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's what I thought too. Like you must be tying this into Mormon stuff. Cause that's a random fraternity to pick <laughs> yeah. to be bothered by, like to associate demons with. That's really strange. Um, so yeah, but like at the end of this whole course is, um, they did deliverances on everybody who wanted, who had been a part of it and done the course who wanted one. And so you're just sitting, I'm just sitting there watching these like actual, the closest I'll ever get to an exorcism, right? Because these guys are preaching that everybody's got these like attachments, like demon attachments. So it's not as, it's not are as you sure dramatic. this wasn't Scientology? Yeah, I was going to say, are, are, they, no, are they It's very thetans? Thetans, right? Yeah. It's very, um, very similar. But um, their demons were way, it, like when you imagine movie versions of exorcisms, um, less dramatic, obviously. Real life exorcisms for what Your they were. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Karis. I didn't hear that once. I was so disappointed. Uh. Um the uh, real life. I think that's two episodes in a row. I've been able to. Find out <laughs> I just went to DC actually in May, and I made my fiance take me to the extra stairs. Nice. Oh, oh, really? Awesome. It was so awesome. I loved it. Um, that's my favorite. It's my favorite book of all time. I love the Exorcist. Um, but anyway, um, so you go through these deliverance thing, and so they're they're less they're less dramatic than the movies because the movie ones there are real life exorcisms. They usually take like months. It's like a it's like a. <laughs> It's a, and it's not like everybody's stuck in a room for months. It's like you go back to the priest and then you go home and you live your life and then you go back. It's like a therapy session almost. Oh, wow. Um, you know, whether or not you believe there's demons in there is kind of irrelevant. It's just, this is the ritual of possession <laughs> for these guys. Yeah. Um, for this church, it was. Like it you was, have to go through X number of steps. Yeah. To, it's it, until they decide a, that you are free until you're free. Like it's um, a, the 12 step program I for know. exorcism. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hostage of the Devil's a really good book to read on that. Uh, Malachi Martin, who was a, he was a Jesuit priest who turned kind of theologian like a religious scholar. Um, he he does his, these kind of profiles of four people, like modern Americans who went through exorcism. It's crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, and you just learn a lot about the mindset of people who believe in demons and who, you know, whether or not you believe in demons is super fascinating in the culture because they exist regardless. Like, um, 
so I watched these 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 little deliverances, and it was it was intense. And I mean, I still didn't feel anything. <laughs> and and I'm watching, just like, are these people feeling stuff? Like, um, but it was really hard to deny the group power. Like, I felt like I was like at a metal show where oh, yeah. you get the room to yell, you get the room to just freak out. And I felt like that's what these people were doing. Hmm. Like, you gave them room, and you gave them a safe space to be like, look, there's a lot of you can call it a demon or whatever you want, but there's rage and anger and all the sadness inside you. Mm. And we're going to give you space to just go ahead and just get it out. Do it. And they do. And they flip the fuck out. <laughs> and and then they feel better and they feel relieved. And I've had panic attacks. That's what that is. Like, yeah. you are having a, an emotional release because you've been pent up. And afterwards, you're going to feel a billion times better like you exercised a fucking demon. It's like there. having a good cry. Yeah, right? exactly. Just... It's the same process, yeah. right? Um, Possession's a universal thing. Like, there's there's possession in every almost every culture but it doesn't look the same so it's a really interesting phenomena that i don't i studied a lot but i obviously don't fully understand i'm not sure anybody does um because in in cultures like haiti um possession isn't mm -hmm. scary it's it's just a normal thing that people go through it's not demonic it's not attached really? to yeah it's, it's like having a cold kind of <laughs> it's it's there there can be like shitty versions of it but it's not it doesn't call it like you have to call in the the, the fucking cat, like the big guns of the religion. And it's this big, scary yeah. thing. Like, it's just your ancestors or spirits moving around. Um, just kind of part of life is to be hanging out with these every things now every now, now and again. Right. Yeah. So um, do you call in work to possess? Do you just call in possess sometimes? That's a great question. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know when it actually knocks you out of your ass. Right. <laughs> yeah, so like, I can't <laughs> come in today. Grandpa decided to stop by my visit. <laughs> yeah, so feeling a little possessed, but I'll be in tomorrow. Just a little <laughs> under the spirit. A little. Think a demon went up my butt. <laughs> Definitely can't come in. And you heard about this through just an ad in the yeah. paper? Yeah, that's the kind of person I am. I'll just find a thing and be like, I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah, it was it was a profile hmm. on the 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 pastors and how they were just talking about. Yeah, we're offering this deliverance course, and here we still believe that because Catholics are kind of. At least on the um, public relations side, kind of giving that shit up. So I don't know. I'm sure they still do oh, they quiet do. little exorcisms, yeah. but I don't know why they would. Well, they're not. They do some pretty uh, violent ones in South and Central and South America. Yeah, still. that's not surprising, which now, is awful. I'm guessing that church hadn't seen the movie Deliverance. <laughs> I know. Such a great. <laughs> bad words to use for it honestly. it is because when you first said deliverance Man, the first thing i thought it was yeah a little kid that this and squeal like a pig yeah it Wait. was not like that i promise are you suggesting that fundamentalist religious people are not culturally aware yes <laughs> what hmm. well that movie was rated r and i'm pretty sure they didn't go see it <laughs> i only watched it once and i'm like i don't know if i could watch that again that was that's pretty brutal that yeah. was that that was rough it's <laughs> yeah, a little rough yeah so what you said possession is different in other cultures. What I, I mean, just treated differently. Like the yeah. symptoms are different, whether or not it's a evil, like calling something evil is a really big deal culturally. So when you're, if you're having problems in a, like a Catholic home and they call in the priest as this huge fucking thing and they know you're, they're telling you you got a demon in you or whatever, that's <laughs> going to affect you psychologically and socially different than if it's just like, Oh, it's just this thing you go through. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. It's normalized. So every culture deals with, the like hormones, it's, you got demons. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Right? <laughs> you look grow it. Yeah, it's a phase. <laughs> you'll you'll get over it. So so the the social reaction to things like possession or whatever whatever the human phenomenon of possession is because I don't believe it's spirits because I'm an atheist. And I don't believe those things exist. But something's happening, and whether or not it's just uh, like a like a kind of Salem witch hysteria idea where it's 
social pen up stuff finally releasing and and people interpreting it however is useful for them um schizophrenia sure it could be things like that um i don't Attention. but it but it does show up and the reaction to it is absolutely cultural based only saying like mm. if people want to believe in demons what you got to what you have to acknowledge if you want to believe in demons is that not every culture reacts to demons the same way and that makes me wonder about their evilness because if they were just like if there's an idea of pure evil and these <laughs> things are pure evil then why the fuck are like Haitians cool with them right. or whatever like any other culture not reacting and freaking out like yeah, you that's guys a good are point. like there's that's that's not a sign of those are the things that made me eventually be okay coming out as an atheist is my study of religion being like but the first thing that ever got me was learning that there was another side that somebody some people interpreted Lucifer as a like a like a liberator. And that killed mm. me as a preteen to be like, what? There's another idea to this. And all of a sudden it's like, well, he can't be evil then like right away. Like knock that pin down. Right. Stop. Right. Because like, if if you if you introduce a cannibal to anybody around the world, they're all going to be wary of that person. They're going to be like, oh, he kills and eats people. It's probably not yeah. good. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep my distance. I don't want to be dinner. And you're going to have pretty much the same reaction worldwide. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's interesting because when you say demon, sometimes people are like, eh. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was down for three or four days when the demon once, but- Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got over it. <laughs> he, he's fine. He's fine now. Yeah. So, and I love possession movies. Like I'm a, even though I know the real out of them, I'm still a fucking huge sucker. I'll watch extras of movies and just be like, this is shitty. And just, mm. and, but I'll read them on each other too. Like some of them are just bad compared to other extras of movies, but- Right. Yeah, they're still fun. What's your favorite exorcism movie? <sighs> probably, probably The Exorcist, just because it's such a good book interpretation. I love the book. If you haven't read the book, oh yeah, oh my god, it's so much scarier. It's so much better. That book is so awesome, and it's like well, trying to wrestle with faith and non-faith. It's a whole thing, and it's so beautiful. What wasn't the book a biography? Well, and the, the character <laughs> of Karis, the, yeah. the character of Father Karis in the book is just so much deeper and richer, mm-hmm. and and his struggle with. Trying to maintain his faith while while seeing his mother suffer mm-hmm. and yeah. You understand his struggle with faith yeah. and you understand and he's doing the same thing. He's trying to find God by being like, can this girl be possessed by a fucking demon? Because if she is, that means God. Like in his worldview, that means there's a God. So if he's, that's why he's so wary But it, But it's to weird too, it. right? Like, like that, yeah, God exists, but is powerless to stop this from mm-hmm. happening to people right. ordinarily. Those are huge and questions. And I have to step in and, and help. And, and is it my lack of faith that can't drive this demon out? And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. the book is awesome. I yeah. love it. And I love yeah. Marin's yeah. questions or answers to that. One of my favorites is him, Der- Karis asking that question, like why this little girl like, uh, yeah, why she, what could she have done? Yeah. What could she have done to deserve this? And he's like, it's not her, it's us. He's fucking with all of us. He fucks with the with the servant, with with Carl, way more in the movie than in the, or excuse me, in the book than the movie, where you mm-hmm. learn about his, like, addict daughter. Everybody around Reagan is the ones who suffer. And that's really, and I was like, that's a really beautiful way to look at that. That's perfect. Like, it's really not about this innocent little girl. It's that she's just a tool to fuck with all these adult sinners who've been total assholes and, and deserve it, you know, yeah, in but, his view, right? Yeah, in the well, God and, view. and at the same time, though, for the religious people around that who who do view that and say, well, yeah, it's a way to involve everybody else. Like, your God is really a fucking dick. <laughs> He's kind of let a lot go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could he could be stopping this stuff. Why the hell isn't he, right? Yeah. Where are these... Those are those are questions I yeah that I have yet to ever feel better about because <laughs> to me I don't I misuse of power is awful and I mean power power structures power imbalances always I don't know how you can study history or religion um any of this and not bring power imbalances in it's mm. oh, it's sure. so deeply important and um 
when you when you get people even like the current political climate who are like oh the left and the right extremes are exactly the same like okay no because one of them like if the right extreme thinks like some people should die based on being black or disabled or women and one side doesn't think anybody should die based on those things like you right. can't you can't equate the shit and it's i don't know there's yeah clear, clearly those two things are not but the power balance matters yeah yeah but uh but religion would be the ultimate example of that then because because not not only have they taken this this you know already childish idea of of you know this father that's ever present uh, and deeply cares about them as individuals when they're obviously shitty human beings a lot of them and nobody else would ever care about <laughs> uh, and and blown it up into this whole huge thing that it, that They've sort of shed the pretense of childishness altogether. Now they're just like, my dad is the best. He could be more powerful than everything else. Anything Beat up else, your dad. anything you can even think of, he's better than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, how good are you? He's better. How you know everything? Yeah. They've taken it to the such an extreme that now it's infinite. Mm-hmm. He's infinite everything, <laughs> yeah. and so it's the ultimate in it imbalance. Is the ultimate power imbalance. Yep. That's why I'm not. Yeah. I there's can't no. Latch what, yeah. I can't. It's. There's so, there's stuff I love about every monotheistic religion. There's a ton I love about Islam. There's a ton I love about Christianity, like little bits and pieces, right? But once you get involved with institutions, I guess that's really, I don't have a problem with religion. I have a problem with institutions. I have a problem with the state. I have a problem with when you institutionalize religion because that's what creates power imbalances really. Like it's it's hard to establish power when you're like a pagan cult that not everybody goes to and it's not, you know, it's not attached to um political things party but but once you attach it to the state once you like christianity did with 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 constantine once you was and then start that realm of like oh we can control everyone on every plane emotionally logically lawfully Mm -hmm. it's very dangerous and i'll push back a touch on that oh how dare you i'm not a i'm I'm not a (laughs) how dare you sir i'm not a historian i can see the Uh, look in his eyes but i'm just i'm just I'm just wondering if we're in a little bit of danger of romanticizing the past, especially with those paganistic rules. I mean, because the shaman obviously would have been a bit of a power imbalance sure. and there would have been some structure and some institution. They they had power to kick people out of the tribe and, you know. Sure. And I, I guess I guess meant relatively speaking, uh, they, they don't have they don't hold the same power that a Christian institution. Oh, does it's, now. Yeah, it's not that's, Vatican City. That's all sure, I mean. Like sure. the power, the power level. Is is quite more significant. Is, is a lot more significant. If you didn't attach to like a certain cult, um, there were a ton of other cults you could try. Um, not to say that you oh, wouldn't right, suffer right, anything, right. but only that where I Christianity, the power of Christianity has held state wise. Um, there's no parallel. Like, yeah, uh, maybe the Islamic Empire, but even even that wasn't as long lasting as Christianity's been. Um, mm. so yeah, you're right. There's definitely um, religious classes always have have always had power even in like tiny indigenous groups totally yeah. um only comparing them to pretty minor the current though, incantation yeah. Yeah, or the incarnation minor. of christianity it's this is unpre- like this is an unprecedented amount of power for religion now yeah. um historically um the the way we work now with with christianity and I hate even it. compared to the middle ages more room you're you're conquering more space i mean you've got well yeah south america more, yeah. And, and north america we didn't even have that shit um so i would i we could look at numbers i mean i'd have to double no check you're probably that, right but, in terms of population yeah. i would i would only be curious in you know and i don't know if it's even quantifiable but the level of stranglehold that the religion had in the middle ages i think is probably a little higher than it was than it is yeah, now that might i be mean true. it was almost absolute well, and how are you quantifying power too like is it influence or is it literal like is it enough to, is it, in, do we count it power? Is it enough for Christians, like say Christian evan- evangelical Americans to influence birth control laws? Do we count that as power? And if so, how does that compare to like 
a literal priest having servants like you know we'd have to do like that kind of discussion but definitely that would be a thing to ask yeah i, th- I just think with the inquisition and stuff i mean no, it's just pretty awful. much yeah you're dead yeah, you're so dead almost 100 mm-hmm. percent power but. yeah oh that was brutal yeah well I-, I think they'd like to do it again too if they could oh they would yeah. <laughs> some of them have said as much yeah yeah I am Jim Helton, Regional Director for American Atheist and President of the Tri-State Freethinkers, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. What are you otters doing? This is our attack! Yes, and we are attacking both of you! You fools! This will be the end of us all! Then accept our answer to the great question, and we will withdraw! Your answer to the great question is illogical! What is the great question? What atheists should call themselves... Unified Atheist League is the most logical name. United Atheist Alliance makes more sense. No! Allied Atheist Alliance! That way it has three A's! That is the logical choice! So be it. We cannot agree. Prepare to die. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. And you mentioned that you know monotheism you have a you have a problem with monotheism and i guess even even today what we refer to as monotheism i don't necessarily view as being monotheistic i mean we've got anything from you know mormonism to catholicism to uh, is to islam mm-hmm. all of those still have what you know in 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 previous cultures i would say would be considered demigods if nothing else right Absolutely. like yeah. like uh Christianity has Jesus. It mm-hmm. has the Holy Ghost. Uh, yeah, these weird Islam. Yeah, ideas. Islam has Muhammad. You, a, apart from Allah, mm-hmm. you know. So, it, it, do you think there are any true monotheistic religions, or is it just a definitional difference between what they what they would have called before polytheism or, or pantheism versus what we're now defining as monotheism when you have a pantheon of saints? I, I, I'm of the opinion that it's not really monotheism. Um, I think that monotheism is a useful construct, definition-wise, especially when you compare it, when you are trying to connect, to create that power structure you're talking about, connect religion and state, connect religion and, and a hierarchy. Monotheism is really, really great for that because mm-hmm. then you got somebody at the top and mm-hmm. that's that it mimics that authoritarian or um, hierarchical um, construct. Now, would a would a person who believes in monotheism disagree with me? Probably, absolutely. Um, that that they would, you, if you just suggest to them they worship a different god, that like worshiping Saint Michael is the same as worshiping God, they would totally say no, and that's fair. That's I mean, I I I'm not in their emotional state. I'm not going to sit here and tell them they think that when they pray to Saint Michael that they feel the same or believe the same as when they pray to, pray to God. I right. can't say that. Yeah, um, yeah it's not polytheism. It's one Trinity. Right, it's one Trinity, and then all, and then all of his bros, and all the different angel classes, and like these conflicts. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think I think monotheism is just really ripe for abuse. Um, mm, I think I think anytime yeah. you present a system where there's no alternative, that's not great. That's not great. I want cults. I want a bunch of different gods that can be like this one's a dick. I don't like this. I don't. Yeah. I'm not really a partier. Dionysus doesn't do it for me. I don't really. I don't really hunt. I'm not going to do this one. Like. I want everybody to be able to be represented. I want everybody to feel like they have a home to go to spiritually, even if that home is nowhere because you're an atheist, that's fine. But everybody needs to have a, a space to go to. 
a safe space, if you will, if you're a <laughs> cuck. Okay. Um, so everybody needs that. Everybody needs a, a community. And monotheism doesn't allow that. It says if you're not this, which has traditionally been a straight white elite dude who's also, you know, cis and all these definitions, if you're not that, who um, resembles basically what a lot of these people view as what their God is. Right. right? White yeah. white Jesus yeah. from Middle East, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. The first and only white guy born in the Middle East. Yes. Yeah. Blue Blue Jesus. yeah, definitely not a woman. No. Definitely no. not definitely questioning not. about their and sexuality. I, I, there yeah. was a tweet I saw a long time ago that has always sat with me that killed me, which is um, that people, so Mary gave birth to God. And instead of people being like, "Wow, she's she must be God," she's they went, "Oh fucking, my God, she, she must have fucked birth God. To a God. She must right, have right, fucked right, God, right. and not she's God because she produced a God." Like, yeah, and this idea, right, like, right, man, right. we fucked her over so mad. Oh, and of yeah. course, we did. We always fuck women over. Um, but really, like, right, how powerful she births she fucking gods, man. A deity from nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Well, at least that's one. The God. And then at least fucking the one. James. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> what a letdown. Fucking James Christ. I bet he. <laughs> James Christ. <laughs> he loves Christmas get-togethers. Yeah. He loves getting Just back to the fam. Just always in a bar. My fucking brother. Uh, is man. it like Fred? Everybody Paz? thinks my brother is so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he walks on water. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh. Like, I'm going to turn your wine back into water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what the first Godless Revolution short film will be. <laughs> James Christ. The story of James Christ. A biography. Christ. He was a fucking dick. That's <laughs> uh, amazing. I want to make I that I will watch now. that. I will watch that. You guys got good, good drunk voices. I'm for it. That's a lot of practice, really. <laughs> Oh, and Dan can play James. <laughs> you got the beard. Because you the you're ginger. You were cast uh, out. Oh, brutal. Because uh, I have no soul. Uh, yeah. That's way better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about, do, do you know much about James? Uh, James, I don't know much about James. No, uh, I do not. I'm not caught up on his. I heard he... You know, ran a carpet store for a while, but <laughs> you know the carpentry. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a, a joint shop. He built the place. Yep. He carpeted the place. But you know, just <laughs> well, well, out. and I, I don't know a whole lot about James either. But there, <laughs> but supposedly, like, like there really is supposed to be a a brother of Jesus, yeah. right? James. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's not like Jesus, Joseph, and Mary probably stopped fucking after. Yeah. I mean, why? Would yeah, they? or the contraception just <laughs> started working, right? Like, yeah, yeah. She started using contraception yeah, they, for some reason. I think James is in the like Anne Rice did that that Jesus series after she gave up vampires for a while for some stupid reason. Um, but she did these. They were really well researched. You have though. a moneymaker. Like, Fucking stick to doing, the formula. Lady? God damn it. What are you doing? But they were interesting, like historically, because she did a lot of research. Um, and she tried to fill in the missing years of Jesus. And uh-huh. I think James is in that. Um, oh yeah, dude. That those books are crazy. They open up with like Jesus accidentally. He's like eight years old and he accidentally kills a kid. Like he pushes him down and kills him and then Whoa. brings him back to life. And he has no idea what he's doing. He's just like, it was crazy. It was cool. Oh, like experiment. That interesting. It was, it was really good. Yeah. There's two of me. She did the, like him as a kid and then the road to Canada. So he's like a teenager kind of getting into the temple and they do the wedding scene. It was really cool. Cause she did a lot of research on the historic, like checked out what Judaism was like, what languages they would have been speaking. So she did her research and she's a like lifelong Catholic. So she's already got a lot of oh, foundational yeah. stuff yeah. about the Bible. Um, but it, you know, it, Good on her for taking on such a ballsy, well, like the missing yeah. years of Christ. Fuck yeah, it's like a superhero trying to figure out his powers. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's like it's like Jesus' superhero origin story. It's actually really cool. I, I liked it. But, you know, it was it was it was good. Hmm. It's like two books. It's worth and it. she didn't have any problem with Jesus killing somebody. No, because he brought him back to life, so it's fine. Like 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What about that guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird trip, right? She's she been killing people for a long time. I'm sure she's cool with it now. She's <laughs> been writing those vampire books a while. People love to buy in that. Well, and you, you said that when you came out as an atheist, uh, it, there was some turmoil there. How old were you when you did that? Oh, or how long that ago was, was it? That wasn't very long ago. That was probably uh, within the last like seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, It's just a... One, it's like, who do I talk to about it? And two, it, it just became a thing where my dad kept bringing up God, and I was like, "Look, dude, I don't, I don't believe in this. Stop, stop this. I don't, I don't believe in God. You got to stop talking to me about this or like presenting these solutions. It's not helping." Um, so like, uh, I say coming out, and I don't want to like demean any LGBTQ sure. um, relation to that. I don't know what else to call it. That's just the limit of my vocabulary because oh, yeah. it, it, yeah. there was a feeling to that that. As as I've heard LGBTQ people describe their coming out, it felt very much like that of just finally yeah. being like, "Look, yeah. you want me to be this thing, and I'm not this thing, mm. and I just can't pretend I'm not this thing anymore." This is basically what it amounts to. Um, but people just don't understand it, and I was surprised that people cared because it's not like I ever went to church. It's not like I was ever. It's not like I left a church. It's not like mm. I was this devout, amazing. You know, um, what do women get to even be in Mormon? stuff anymore sister of something i wasn't great okay i wasn't sister of something sister queen sister (laughs) bakers Uh, yes um i wasn't i wasn't religious so i was surprised everybody was all shocked and weirded out because like what do you guys i've been going to metal shows and getting drunk like i don't understand why you think this is such a life change like but it really freaked people out to have me admit that like i don't think there's a god and i'm good and i'm fine and i'm operating fine it's cool um, you get people who really just don't, and I'm sure you guys run into this, don't think you have a moral compass after that. And you're like, I'm not, I've always been this. Yeah, it's I've not, I'm fine. I don't need, come on, come on guys. You really think you need a <laughs> fucking moral, com- like a God to make a moral compass really? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Well, at the, at the highway cleanup, um, the guy that I partnered with for our section of the road that we were cleaning up. Is uh yay another yard work story. Is a, well, he's a return <laughs> he's a return missionary for the LDS Church. Mm. Uh, younger guy, uh, very cool, very nice guy, and you know he talked about him falling away from the faith. He's the he's the oldest of I think he said five siblings. Well, that's a small family and for <laughs> Utah, yeah, I guess. But he's he's young, and so he's got younger siblings. You know, he's young, and he's the oldest of the siblings. Yeah. Mm. Um, he said that he's. Out to his mother, his mother knows, but his father doesn't. Um, but that it was, you know, that it was difficult coming out to them. But that it was weird too, because his mother's a doctor, mm-hmm. and so she's, you know, more more logically oriented, more scientifically open, or more open to scientific information, and and that that was that was a bit of a challenge to him. But that it, and and I told him, you know, when I when I came out. It was weird because I lost a lot of friends that up until I came out as an atheist, mm-hmm. I would have had absolutely no idea that they had a religious bone in their body. Yeah, that's crazy. It, and it's re- it is. It's really yeah. fucking weird, I didn't right? Lose like, friends. I'm really lucky then. Oh, I, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And it, and it was weird to me because, like I said, until then, I would have had no idea that they had any religious beliefs at all. And these are people that I'd known for, you know, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And... And I and and it's not like I'm any different, you know. I'm not a different person. Right. It's not like I, once I realized that I don't believe in God, it made me change who I am as a human being necessarily. You know, it's it's just me being more open and honest with people mm-hmm. around me and letting them know 
that that little bit more about me that they didn't know before, but it doesn't mean that I'm a different person. I'm still right. the same person they've always known. And now I'm just being more open and honest with them and letting them know that that little bit more about me. And for some people, that tiny little bit, it makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's With, really upsetting. I'm, I'm glad I never had to leave a church because I I can't imagine the emotional difficulty of it. Like, I have, I have such empathy for that because it's, I can't, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky I didn't have a family to disappoint. I didn't have a family that was like, my dad just gave me a tiny little bit of grief and it was fine. And it was the end, it wasn't the end of the world, right? And he got and he got over it. Like he he knew I was a, I was an established adult by then. He wasn't gonna do shit. Um, but man, I can't imagine being like a young kid or even just a grown ass adult and having to tell your family, like, hey, this thing that you gave me that is supposed to save my soul, I don't give a shit about it anymore. <laughs> um this uh, it must be the hardest thing, dude. Like I I assume a less hardest coming coming out as a as an LGBTQ person to a family that's well, not. Well, and I think for a lot okay of people it's that. because it 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 challenges what they believe at at a mm-hmm. really low level, right? Like even if they don't exhibit any religious beliefs, if they mm-hmm. aren't if they don't go to church every Sunday, if they don't practice any particular religious beliefs, I think it's worse with them. Is my experience in my experience, yeah. the people that are insecure about where they mm-hmm. stand, like the people that who seem to have no religious, like they know they're not making those steps. They yeah. know they're not doing that, but they think they should be, and so this comes as a huge threat to them. Because they're like, oh, fuck. Well, you know, they're often the ones that like de- get the in God we trust plates and have it posted all <laughs> sure. over all this bullshit. Never. They're out fishing on Sunday. They don't fucking care about that, but they'll try to make up for it in all these other, you know, outlandish ways. And, and I'll be mean to non-believers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, it, you know, people who feel, you know, more stable in with their standing are a little bit more secure and less I threatened. Agree. I would agree. It seems. Well, Although they can be pious and they be pity assholes. You. Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, you, you made a right, bad decision. Right, but yeah, right. I would agree. It's like, it, there's definitely an insecurity to that angry reaction or that that violent even mm. reaction, which is unfortunate. Well, and that makes sense too, right? I mean, if you if you are confident in your religious beliefs, then any challenge to them you should be should just roll off your back. Yeah, remember God's the best of everything, all infinitely. Right. Yeah. He, I can't threaten God if He's what you guys say is. Yeah. yeah. So and, if but, and if your religion yeah. is perfect and right. true and correct, then any challenge to it should be no problem to handle. Yeah. yeah, and that's what makes the the stupid legal battles. This like the Ten Commandments bullshit. The yeah. the other like the Veterans Memorial is going to get protested mm-hmm. at the Satanic Temple. Like fucking grow up, you guys. Grow <laughs> up. If your God is that big of a deal. He's not going to give a fuck about any. And if he's that big of a deal and that powerful, then why the fuck isn't he doing yeah. anything mm-hmm. to stop it? But see, so this goes back to what I was just saying, too. It's all the people that are really upset at the Satanic Temple are the people who are trying to put all this stuff up and mm-hmm. show how yeah. godly they are with that huge insecurity. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch godly of, people, I bet. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of religious people who just do go to church and don't care. And they're like, fucking who cares if that's mm-hmm. up there or not, you know? Yeah, I would say a lot. I would say most religious people probably don't give a shit about like Ten Commandments stuff. Or no. like, that's not a hill they're going to die on. Like, right, right. Well, you know. they couldn't tell you what the Ten Commandments <laughs> right. are. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like, don't kill people and don't rob. Don't kill your and, dad. Uh, like, like here, rape's on there, right? No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It actually <laughs> isn't on there. <laughs> then you. kidnapping definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. And child molesting. Those things are definitely there. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with Utah's keeping up with the Joneses type of mentality with right. all their their toys and their stuff. Like, well, oh, Jamie next door got two new four-wheelers. I need to get three so I'm better than him. 
Like Even in their bas- pious, you're, you're basically coveting your neighbor's possessions. Yeah, his ass. <laughs> his ass. <laughs> that's you that's what it is. Technically. Coveting your neighbor's ass, yeah. It's yeah. just a mechanical one. <laughs> yeah. You're coveting his yeah. robot ass. <laughs> but I mean, you see that everywhere. Then you'd like, uh, I had a buddy that lived in a pretty nice neighborhood and he didn't have any of that stuff. He's like, I, like, I live in a nice house. I can't afford to have the, the, the big boat, the five four-wheelers, the dirt bike, all that kind of stuff. But- all of his neighbors do, and you'd see them leave the neighborhood quite quick after they have their two boats and their mm. four-wheelers, because it's like, yeah, you just raked up so much fucking debt, you can't afford to live yeah, there anymore. Yeah, it's not that they can really afford it. No. They can yeah. they, they, they want credit. Yeah, they want to give the appearance that, hey, look how well I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, now I can't pay for this shit. Yeah. That certainly isn't unique to Utah, although it is rampant But I see here. it a lot more. Like, growing up in Wisconsin, people just, like, go down on the lake. People, right, it was all right. like older boats, older fishing boats. To, I, very few people had like a brand new. Well, that's the shiny point, Ryan. Boat. That's why Wisconsin <laughs> doesn't have any nice things. <laughs> that's why no, you don't live it's there like anymore. That's a, a, a fishing boat. Yeah, but I'm here you kidding, see people yeah. going out like, like I'll see like an eighteen-year-old kid on like a sixty-thousand-dollar ski boat. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like what the uh, fuck? Every, and it's like, like everyone's got one of those. Here. You see very few people in like an actual like old fishing boat. Everybody's got a brand new fucking boat, mm-hmm. brand new. Giant lifted truck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They got quarter of a million dollars worth of gear locked up in those two items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. This is Matt Delahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. All you have to say is science is a philosophy of discovery. Intelligent design is a philosophy of ignorance. That's all. I don't need to see whether, I don't need, if, have you discovered anything lately? If not, get out of the science classroom. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So why religious studies? I mean, I know that you weren't very religious, so what what, what attracted you to study religion in college? I gotta be honest with you, I love religion. Yeah. I well, I'm a writer. I've been writing like fiction since I was little. I learned to read when I was two. I I love stories. I love myth. You, I, you learned to read when you were two. Good for oh, wow. you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out eventually, Ryan. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to yell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got. Yeah. I just. I don't. I can't really explain what really got me latched onto it. But I just love stories. I love storytelling and myth and because i didn't have any like emotional attachment to the mm-hmm. theology i didn't fear anything i didn't i didn't so you were more free to look right, at all of like, the wide variety stories. of religious beliefs right and, and i can look at stories and 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 listen to these cool ad- i love the I, I really the adaptation of lucifer is probably what got me in um just this idea that yeah this idea of evil and i have this idea of like a lucifer evil like a very christian dichotomy and then somebody goes well what if Lucifer wasn't bad? What if he was trying to, what if, what if what God was asking was for humans to be subservient and Lucifer was like, that's fucked up and I'm mm. not going to agree to that. And I'm like, I get that. Yeah, what and if I'm not mad guy? at that. And yeah. that makes me wonder why the story is different. And then it just kind of launched into there of just trying, trying to understand why people believe what they believe. Um, because it just, it's always fascinating me. It's always that question of why do you believe this? What made you believe this? Um, and there's so many answers to that question and so many of them have to do with culture and upbringing and, and, um, yeah, I think there's as many answers to that as there are people yeah, who believe it. Yeah. Right? And it's, mm. and it, and it just fascinates me. Um, I, I, I mean, it might, it probably just comes from my, from my love of stories. Honestly, I just, just, a just a writer. I just, I, stories are powerful. They can 
they stories get us through shit that's i really as humans our ability to connect around myth is amazing to me that we can all that i can read a story from an author 2000 years ago that has no concept of my life um who isn't my gender who isn't who isn't my sexuality necessarily like all of these things are different and i can still connect to your story that's amazing that's fucking magic not even the same Um, language right um this tattoo i have here this is actually the oldest figurative tattoo we have it's from a mummy from like that's like older than Christ. It's about twenty five hundred years old. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I was looking um, at it and I was trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Thank you. We added the color, so it's yeah. but it's a it's from a Siberian mummy. Hmm. Um, but again, this idea that that I've got people who call this medieval. I've got like people a British who, mummy, a Siberian mummy, mummy. Oh yes, not that kind of mummy. No, no. Yeah. So this idea that we can still connect, I, I think that's why I'm so interested in the ancient world. Is this? To me, that's magic that I can connect with people who I have no right to connect with. I have no, there's no reason I should be able yeah. to access their, their life or their emotional, but I can, I can through myth. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We can share so much information on stories. It's been, it's kept people alive. It's kept groups alive. Um, myth used to be way more, well, I wouldn't say used to be way more important. It still keeps people alive. It still does its job. It's just mutated. Um, I mean. Look at comic cons. Look at look at fandoms. <laughs> tell me they're tell me they're not religious. Honestly, tell me oh, the NFL is yeah. not religious. Tell yeah. me the shit. Yeah, well, we were talking about that before the yeah. show. That people yeah. get so yeah. personally invested yeah. in this stuff. That the metal is religion yeah. talk. If I ever get to that, that whole that whole thing opens up with comparing. Like, let me show you some statistics about the NFL. Let me show you how much money people spend. Mm, let yeah. me show you the tax exempt status. Let me show you all these things they have in common with the church that you would go. Wow, you're kind of right. That's a little and, religious. And, and how yeah. rabid the fans are right. about yeah, their right. chosen team. Right. Yeah. How they think they affect the outcome. How yeah. they get mad at the opponents. How they, like, there's so many little components that there comes a point where you not calling it a religion is just you being a dick. Oh, yeah. And you being like, well, but they don't believe. There's people who will who will deny that just because there isn't a godhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, to me, that's there like, is. Wow, you're Tom Brady. Fucking, <laughs> right. They'll pick theirs. He's a football guy. Right. But that to me, that's such an arbitrary bullshit. Like, I've got, if I've got... 50 points of of connection to make it a religion and you're mad about one but i can connect the other 49 then fuck you yeah i'm right, sorry right, right, okay right, right. you don't get to just be like well there's not a god so yeah whatever. but i mean just like the ritual side of like someone yeah, that might have say, yeah. their mm-hmm. their favorite jersey yep. they have to wear for the game and they have a, a meal they like to have yep. for football yep. sunday and they got their their chair they have to sit mm-hmm. in to watch the game you got and your players that are revered you don't fuck with they're they gotta put their yeah. rally caps on brought, yeah or yeah. have like a scarf or they put a flag up outside their house for game yep. day you Just, go tailgate you got the same yeah. people with you you know cheers you've mm-hmm. got colors like this is religion, guys. Yeah, this is religious cheers, behavior. Yeah. I and and my my thing is we all participate in religious behavior. I don't believe oh, in yeah. God, but if you, when I go to a metal show, that's religion for me. I get to go. I get to go commune with people I agree with. I get to go be. I get to go do movement and and express with things I believe in in music. And I get to let go. And I and there's a ritual to it. There's sacred space to it. There's there's all of these things that I'm fine being like this is this is my religious expression. There's no God to it. There's no belief to it. But this is my community that I that makes me feel connected to something bigger than myself. I feel better. It helps me exercise some stuff and some feelings. It's great. It's perfect. It's exactly what I think religion probably does for religious people. Well, and, yeah. and this, this is kind of blowing my mind because we talked about this before the show, but, and you know, the, the ritual that people will go through for different sports teams and, and games that they are hoping for some outcome and the arrogance of them thinking that if I do right. this, then my team will win. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do this, my God will make sure that the outcome I want is the is the outcome mm-hmm. that comes to be. Yep, that's a that's a huge amount. Yeah, of kids. yeah. I think in in terms of like the ritual and the superstition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it lacks the super nature that 
you know, the mainstream religions have, which is well, some one of that, I mean, but you well, still have people like, if I do this, then it's going to affect Well, that's superstition, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's I mean- almost, It's almost like a prayer. The ghosts, yeah. the ghosts, the spirits, the afterlife, the, you know, the the judgments, well, the, you know, at, all, all of that stuff Look at is, like the- I'll wear the, I'll the, wear the, the curses from my the old- The the Bambino yeah. for, yeah, yeah. you know, trying to break their, their curse yeah. for that kind of stuff. And not all religions have afterlifes either. There's tons of- Right, right, right. Tons of pagan stuff doesn't, so. What was it? Was it a goat or something they had to bring on that- for the, the the baseball team, for part of the curse, it was a. What like, I have no idea. Like if, after the World Series, they, like they brought a goat onto the field. Or, it had there <laughs> they was some sacrifice weird, the goat. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was some weird thing about like the curse that they had. Ryan, I said ghost. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm I'm going with the same thing. Where it's oh. like these like the, this the is, ritual is like the yeah. ritual yeah, of it yeah, and, know, and yeah. saying hey it's a. Uh, the the spiritual side of it, like, hey, this goat's gonna fucking cleanse the field of the evilness that's preventing them from winning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I... maybe Muslims are just ghost fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> ghost? I just realized, yeah, maybe I've been hearing that wrong that's... the whole time. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, that's yeah. terrible. Is it? Isn't it better than goat? Well, well they uh... have been caught on camera fucking goats. Some of them, all well, of them. but people of all walks of life have been <laughs> caught Pretty fucking goats. Sure I mean, white or... farmers fuck things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Dan. Hashtag not all Muslims. There you go. <laughs> not, not all Muslims. And just a picture of a guy fucking a goat. <laughs> ghost. Oh, that yeah. A make ghost that meme. goat. A goat ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw them both in there. <laughs> I think we got another T-shirt. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh James. So you said that you said that you're you were very attracted to paganism. What mm-hmm. what specifically about uh, paganism oh, did you man. like? I I, well, I like the freedom. I'm yeah. all into that. I'm all into the lack of authority, the lack of of centralized authority that pagan cults don't have. I mean, you'll have priests and stuff, but again, they lack comparatively to monotheism, comparatively mm. to institutions. It's not. It's nothing. Well, so for Much people who don't, fluid. for mm-hmm. people who don't know a whole lot about paganism, can you it's, give it's, us? A, 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 okay, yeah, like that's a, a very wide term. Overview. So yeah. paganism in general kind of depends on who you're talking to. Paganism can mean um, ancient religions, which is a lot of people use it, but pagan re- religions still exist. They're typically defined as God. More than one god, right? A pagan or a polytheistic is the other word. There's another term called henotheism, which I like, which is um, early like uh, proto Muslims. Henotheism. 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 We know this isn't no. the patriarchy because no. henotheism. Yeah. It's that. Jesus. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, it's better than peggingism or whatever. Peggingism. Now, that's a whole thing. We have to talk about a different thing. The I'm not even drinking today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Proto Islam, right? Yeah, yeah kind of. so like pre-Islam there was a uh, the Arabian they were they were Arabian tribes it was, and they were very nomadic and so what they that that area of time for historians now is kind of called a henotheistic time where they each tribe accepted that they had their own god but also accepted that the other gods existed which is it's a it's a really kind of hair splitting thing different from polytheism. So say um, that say that again. They, you know like so it'd be like my tribe believes in this god. Uh-huh. And he's our God, but mm-hmm. we accept that you guys have your different gods. We just don't give a shit about him. So it's so a type they... of monotheism that also accepts that other gods exist somehow. Hmm. Well, did they did they think the other gods existed, or they just thought like you can have your gods, whatever? We don't. We I don't would assume a combination them, of the bo- of two, right, depending yeah. on the individual. But the yeah. way they operated was just 
the the one tribe would would pick its god huh. and, and hang out with its in a, in a, in a very <laughs> monotheistic <laughs> way, but they just wouldn't. It wouldn't be a combative thing where they had to overtake other gods or they had to like fight for control over who. My god know. isn't going to kick your right, god's ass right. or anything. There yeah. was there was there was a just a just a more acceptance of the existence of multiple gods. There yeah. was a more acceptance of multiculturalism in a way that monotheism just doesn't leave room for. Um, and not to say that pagans didn't have problems, they didn't fight each other, like, um, or that, or that, um, they didn't think their God was better, any of that, obviously that's, that stuff's going to exist, but they didn't have the institutional power to do shit about it. And that's what really matters. They didn't have the cultural army backup to fuck up other people who didn't <laughs> agree with them. And that's, that's why like paganism is it rarely allows for that kind of power structure to be built. Um, I'm also just attracted to the general, like, there's no room for me in monotheism. I'm a woman. There's no yeah. room for me. I what the fuck am I gonna do? Like just follow dudes around till I die? No. So, but paganism, there well, is. Well, you would if you knew what was good for right. you. Right. <laughs> uh, but paganism gives me room as a woman. There are female gods. There are. There's tons I can do. Um, they they actually like accept female divinity. They accept uh, my role in it. In in a lot of cultures, of course, I would love paganism more. That. I can be a person. They treat me yeah. like a person. It's great. I might even have divinity. How about that? Weird. Um, and, and leadership roles here. Leadership you know. roles, right? Yeah. I my my intuitions accepted. All of these things I have as a person, let alone as a woman, are accepted. Right. Um, my role as a, as an as the ability to give life is accepted as this divine thing. Like that's that's awesome. But monotheism takes that, um, and and they'll still take the 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 life thing, but then they control it. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, they require their own boundaries around it, which I will not accept. Mm-hmm. So I just don't. I don't. There's, there's, there are points when I get real cynical, and I'm just like, I don't know how any woman can hang on with monotheism. I, I don't know how women find place in it sometimes emotionally. Um, I, I accept that they do, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm here to support. Like, even as an atheist, dude, I want women to have power everywhere they want it. I want women mm. to have power. I'll support the ordained women movement, and the LDS Church. I'm here to fight with all of them. Um, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how yeah. they put up with the constant kick in the face and still accept that that God exists in the same. Like, how do you accept the 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 structure of LDS of the LDS Church, even while you're trying to fight with fight? Like, even if you get power within it, how do you accept that? Well, there's never, no female god. Yeah, there's well, no who and, the, and the to. power that they can have is is very limited. Right. I'm, I've never understood. I think that's part of the reason that I've I fell away from the LDS Church was because I just never understood how it can treat women so poorly, mm-hmm. and that there are so many women in it and and go along willingly and gladly and mm. yeah. think it's the best thing since, I don't know, right. whatever. That women. comes up a lot on the show, actually, why, how, how why, you know, and, and with Islam as well, why well, any of the monotheists, any religion, really, why, why LGBT people are, or women are involved, mm-hmm. why it's, they continue to be involved, that. Yeah blows my mind i have no idea i just often i guess it's my anti-authority thing which i guarantee i was born with i don't that's all i can figure because i just don't i can't get online anybody trying to especially if they don't have my interests in mind i don't know maybe yeah (laughs) i just can't i just can't i can't put up with people telling me what to do and i can't put up with people telling me they have my best interests in mind when i can see the opposite like happening in front of me and like what the fuck are you talking about no like i'm not gonna play this game i don't care about your feelings i don't care about your power structure like you clearly don't you're not looking out for me i'm not staying here and i yeah i guess maybe people are holding out hope it'll change i don't know it's more important than people stay makes me sad that's why i'll fight for their power to stay in there i'm not going to try to like pull women away from god because that's not my that's not my business just like i don't want people pulling me close to god I'm not a like proselytizing atheist where I'm like, I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit what you believe. 
stay out of my reli- or my my politics. Like you don't yeah. get to make laws based on your shit. Stay out of my personal right. business. Just don't yeah. don't ban birth control. I won't involve myself in your personal shit if you don't involve right. your y- me in your personal right. shit. Uh, don't don't fuck with birth control. Don't fuck with my access to education or healthcare or or even even things like pot. Don't don't fuck with this stuff based on a moral on a moral decision. And you can believe whatever God you based want. I don't care. P- yeah. Based on your personal religious beliefs. Yeah, that's beliefs. all yeah. I'm asking. And I will still support your ability. I will still be there to show up to be like, no, you should have power in your religion. I, yeah. 100%. You should absolutely have more power there. And I'll fight that battle with them. Whatever I can do as an outsider, I guess. Because um, it's, I, I just don't care. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I get that. I get I get that, you know, I, I also want to be as helpful as I can in, in empowering them within their religion. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, you'd be so much better off if you yeah, just left that. Not exactly meeting us you. halfway, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and I, and maybe they, maybe they wouldn't be better off. Maybe, maybe it would be harder for them to leave their families. And, and it's just easier to just be like, you know, believing in this isn't such a bad thing. I'll just roll with it and it's fine. Um, I know there's a lot of women who just, who has nothing to do with religion, but just convince themselves patriarchy doesn't exist. And convince themselves that that sexism doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and that to me it's that same concept of like, do you not see what's going on, and yeah. and how do you? Sometimes I think it's just easier not to look at it, because the more I've learned about patriarchy, the harder my life has gotten. Like, way more depressing. It's way oh, harder yeah. to just roll with this stuff because once you learn about how old it is, once you learn about the the causes of it, once you see how insidious it is, and this idea that like I'm I'm not, I'm not going to live to see the end of it. Straight right. up. It is oh, not yeah. going to end in yeah. my lifetime unless like climate change causes an apocalypse which destroys all <laughs> human Whoa. things, which is a whole different problem. I laugh because otherwise I'd cry. Right, exactly. So which I guess that might be ideal to patriarchy. I don't fucking know. Um <laughs> But then when we have the planets of the apes rise up, they're gonna have a religion too. But maybe they'll like women. <laughs> maybe they will like women apes and it'll be fine. Uh, and yeah. that's maybe fine. if the bonobos rise up, we'll have the bonobos are peaceful. They're yeah. cool. Let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah. I'll take it with them. The yeah. chimp the chimps not, didn't not work. The chimps, yeah. Let's go bonobo. Yeah. Let's see how that bonobos works. Bonobos are a, a little rapey though. Yes. Or is it free love, man? <laughs> well <laughs> is, <laughs> I don't think I don't think the women have a choice. That's rape. Uh, yeah, that's that's super rape. That, Can they give consent? That would be rape, yes. Good question. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how. Um, I don't know how women don't. It, I think it. I think it must be easier to not look at it. Um, because yeah. it does just get exhausting. It's exhausting to look just at a thing bigger than you. Ignorance right. is bliss. Right. Like, and there's nothing I can. There's there's very little I can do to break up patriarchy that I'm not already doing. Sure. So, yeah. You know. You know, it's out of your hands. Same with your religion. If it's if it's a thing you're born into, your whole family's into it, but it's got problems. Is it easier to? And, and running away makes everything harder than yeah, just stay in it and pretend you don't see shit like. I get it. I I really don't blame you. Just stay out of my laws. Do whatever you yeah. got to do. And if you want to get out or get power or whatever, come hang. Come hang. We'll help you. We're here. Yeah. But um, just stay the fuck out of my laws. That's all I'm asking. Don't yeah. don't make it harder for women to get equal pay, which the Mormon Church helped with in like the 70s. Don't don't yeah. don't fight against civil rights laws like the gay marriage stuff. Get out of the fucking pot thing. Get out of everything. Just get out of everything. You should yeah, not keep your religious beliefs to yourself. Yeah, or I was pay gonna... your fucking taxes. Yeah. One yeah, or yeah, the yeah. other. Yeah. You do well, not. Well now get they both. get both. Now yeah. they do. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, which is so, just fantastic. But you'll notice they're not quite so live and let live either. No. They're they're, not. they're, they're all not. about making us do what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's very unfortunate because it's it could it could be so much easier. It could be so much smoother, but well, they, yeah, they're not interested in smooth, though. No, they're, they're interested not. in domination. Yeah, power. That's what they want. Power never gives itself up. You got to take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll never give it up. You just, We just have to keep pushing. That's, again, 
Let's not focus on the end of religion. Let's fight the church here. <laughs> we have a very tiny microcosm of shit we can affect. Let's do it. Let's let's get in the system. Let's get with the satanic temple. Let's get everybody together. Let's let's blow this shit up because we and can actually do that. stop fighting over petty bullshit. Yeah. Within, ah. within the community. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming out on the show tonight. Thank Maggie. you. It has been so great having Yay. you. This and has been awesome. I'm excited to do it the Mount Meadows fun. talk again. This has been a shit ton and, of fun. Yeah. And we'll do that for you. And we'll be doing more uh, Satanic Temple talks. We'll get the dates out, but it's going to be August, October, December. So nice. those will be brand new ones. And the Mount Meadows one will be a repeat, but it'll be July 23rd. July 23rd. Yeah. You will be okay. speaking yeah. for Atheists of Utah. Yay. And we'll record that. I I bought a bunch of fancy new stuff that will... We'll get we'll get a good recording of that and put it out for everybody. Um, and it's a really interesting thing to listen to too. It so is. Everyone yeah. should go should go to it for sure. Yeah, if you if you haven't heard the episode where where we released Megan doing her talk, you should definitely go and check that out. Um, and then when then when Atheists of Utah releases her talk on the twenty third, that should oh, is be- it going to just be like an audio thing that is released? Or is there a place people can go to to see those? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Oh, we'll, okay. We'll I'll publish it out on the Atheists of Utah YouTube channel. Um, I see. And and you're doing it just in time for Pioneer I know, Day, it's which is awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. so perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah. I'm um, but we're gonna move into the Patreon portion of the section. Patreon portion of the, the show. Yes. <laughs> and and we have some stories to talk about. And and I you may not have ever listened to the show. Megan, but this is the portion where we go and we make fun of religious people a little bit more. So maybe interesting. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Hobby Lobby? Yes, uh, yeah. I'm so mad at them. I'm so mad. Well, and I thought oh, that would be I'm awesome so with you here because oh. it's it's dealing with all these artifacts. Yeah, I'm and fucking you're, furious yeah. about that shit. Oh yeah. my god, they're funding they're funding terror. They've been killing archaeologists over there, dude. They've been beheading yeah. people. Oh my god, and these fuckers are paying for this shit. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. So that'll be oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this then. So we'll move on to the Patreon portion of the show. Before we do so, I want to thank our Patreon patrons. That would be Mr. <laughs> or should I say Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast to whom we pledge loyalty. <laughs> Janet Uter, Steve Andrus, Mo Calbell, Jefferson Montoya, Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodapich, Let Them Eat Kofefe. <laughs> Wes Aaron, Utah Outcast, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Taylor Grin, Grant Larimer, Savitakuna, and the gaytheist, Mr. Aaron Burton, who, as of very recently, has made himself eligible for a fantastic Godless Revolution t-shirt that we will be sending you very, very shortly. Uh, you may actually have it by the time you hear this episode. No, because you'll get it early. You'll get it earlier than everybody else, but you will have your shirt very soon. Thank you very much for your patronage of the show. If you are interested in contributing to the show, think we do a good job and would like to support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution. And I would be remiss if I did not remind you all to participate in our drawing. You have until the end of this month, July, to go out and give the show a five-star rating on iTunes only if you think we are worthy. And I see that several people have done so. I will read your reviews probably during the next episode, during which we will have, I believe, Mithrin back in studio with us again. He is a great guest. It was a whole lot of fun for our last episode. But those of you who have submitted a five-star rating, I've noticed that you've done so, but you've not taken a screenshot and sent it to us via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. And while I appreciate you submitting the review, 
I can't send you something unless I know who you are and to where I should send this if we if your name is chosen during the drawing. So if you have submitted a five-star review, please be sure, please be sure, so that you can actually be entered into the drawing, that you get a screenshot and send it to us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. That way we know who you are to put your name in the drawing. Otherwise, yes. we don't, like, I can, we, we know that there was a review submitted, but we don't know who you are other than a username and, on iTunes. And we can't contact you through your username on iTunes. Right. So please, please be sure to get that screenshot and send it into us so that you can win a fabulous prize. Yes. I will probably be posting pictures of some stuff that's maybe, available. Maybe that will motivate them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be sure to put a reminder on there. Besides just doing a review, you have to send it into us. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, Megan. Thank you. I had a blast. You're fantastic. Aw, thanks. Guys. I look forward to the next bit of the show. Heck yeah. All right. So until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. As always, rate the show five times a day towards Mecca. Stumbled through that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine.
And can I get you to talk into your microphone? No, for you may not. <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. I mean, just just talking it like you plan on. I mean, okay, play me some metal. Let's hear this shit. Kitar, shut up. <laughs> metal is shit. awesome. Is it a spider? <laughs> I will murder everyone in this room and then burn the place down. But two skeptical traps because Matt hates them. Um, I do not. <laughs> I like those that. guys. I've heard Matt just despises yeah. those guys. Yeah, you oh. should. You, you, you'll have to see what they left for a review. But Dan asked and said, "Hey, so uh, did you use it?" Spike's like, "Use what?" Oh, <laughs> diplomatic community. Diplomatic community. <laughs> well, should we do a show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> so the uniform I wear is actually, I wear basically half my wildland gear. Uh-huh. Like I got my wildland pants on all the time, which I fucking hate because they're <laughs> so fucking hot. <laughs> my wildland pants on. <laughs> well, they're, they're. <laughs> You're a one taker. Woohoo. Yeah. Good job.